awesome, excellent, righteous, radical, bossa nova, Chevy Nova. Welcome to episode 31 of Sketch Watch Play. I am John Flurry. And I'm Patrick Flurry. With the biggest grin on his face. And we are a now once a month uh, geek pop culture podcast talking TV, film, cartoons, and video games. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and most general podcast apps and directories. Please consider subscribing to us on your platform of choice to stay up to date. And also consider following us on social media. We're at SketchWatchPlay on Twitter, and we post more updates at uh, Facebook.com slash SketchWatchPlay. We encourage you to leave feedback on those, leave positive reviews on iTunes. That's uh, apparently a very good way for them to you know, uh, prioritize linking to us. Uh, and you can also email us directly at sketchwatchplay at gmail.com. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and suggest possible topics for us to talk in the future. We are open to those. So uh, it's been a while since you've been on. Yeah, I was last on for the Pokemon No, no, no. Episode. No? That was your first. This is, You have been a once a oh, year. Oh, right, and then I was on the Batman episode. On this, at this very table. Yeah, we are, okay. Uh, first year, yeah, first early on was uh, Pokemon recording at, at our family's house. Yeah. Then last year, the same desk was... Uh, uh, Batman and different games and such. Mostly the Chris Nolan Batman. Specifically yeah. that. We also yeah. talked like some games at the time, like Destiny and Battlefront. And um, actually, we talked. You and Chris reviewed Rogue One too. I just oh, hadn't yeah. seen it yet. You yeah, said yeah. it was spoiler free. And uh, yeah, so you're you're a fun guest to have around, obviously. Thank and you. Uh, this is you know I feel like this was another our main top. Actually, I guess both our topics, but particularly our main one are are again. I like to try and. You know the upside. The upside of Chris not being on the show—that sounds terrible. Is we love you, Chris. No, we totally miss Chris, and he's awesome. Um, and he's actually probably going to be on, on the next episode. Well, I'll get more to that towards the end. Uh, we always try to. I lost my train of thought. Uh, no, one thing I tried—I'm I'm tried to do with some of the of the topics we have here. If we have guests that are open to me suggesting stuff, like you and Dave Roberts recently, is to talk about stuff that I have brought up to Chris and he's expressed next to little, next to no interest <laughs> in. Like, hey, Chris, uh, you've seen they heard this thing, Death Parade? Yeah, I watched three episodes. I don't like it. Okay, Dave, you heard of it? And then, uh, Chris, you ever grew up with the turtles? No, I'm a Transformers guy. Okay, Patrick. Um, well, so, it's actually going to be a, a, a thick a theme in this podcast. The things that I really thought were good and that I've kind of gone to bat for in recent years, I have recently rewatched and discovered are not good. Man, there's one in particular. I can, I've can. i seen that you got, you sent some choice texts. We swapped some choice texts last night. I think it's going to be fun to talk about. Oof. But there are some that I still think that, we're, we're going to get there. Oh, yeah. But um, so you've been pretty busy. Um, you Obviously, you, you are not a uh, regular pod, podcaster, but nope. podcasts are very important to you. Yep. Um, I, I, it's, I don't do much else but listen to podcasts. Yep, yep, same. Um, I mean, I'm often multitasking, but they're a good thing to multitask, too, as long as you're not reading, mm-hmm. reading or writing. Um, I know you, uh, you've you been a big Pod Save, Save America fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the whole Crooked Media crew who does, you know, like the, the heavily Democrat-leaning podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, my kind of intro to podcasts was uh, when... You know, probably six years ago now, I was kind of talking to you about what I should be listening to because uh, I was in, in desperate need of some new stuff. Yeah. And you suggested me, how did this get made, which will come up again in this recording, I'm sure. Um, and it kind of got me into will. a series of comedy podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and now I, you know, there's... I, there's Because I didn't know you were, familiar, you were familiar with the hosts of that stuff, but you are really into the that, that troupe of... Like TV and film com- comedy actors. Yeah, and it helped me get into improv a little bit more, which I've done a lot of you're since con- then. You're still doing. Yeah, um, which I'm still doing. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I, there, I was kind of familiar with some of the folks' work, and it's kind of led to me uh, finding like a whole plethora of just like mostly comedy improv podcasts mm-hmm. that I really love. 
um, like Hello from the Magic Tavern and Hollywood Handbook, um, yeah, things but like you, that. You also listen some some uh, politically themed ones like Pods. Yep, a lot of politically themed ones, a lot of ones that uh, think things are insane right now because they are. Sure. Um, but uh, usually ones with like at least a slightly comedic bent. Because if I listen that to straight ha- news, I will slam my head against a wall. Yeah, that can help. I can sympathize with that, <laughs> um, as we as we know. But uh, yeah, I I, um, I highly recommend if this is your first time hearing Patrick, go back listen to both the Pokemon and. Uh, no, Nolan Batman episodes um, to get some ideas of, of his style and taste. But and to hear my Bane impression. Oh, that was that was wonderful. Thank you. I, really I don't know if we're gonna that. be able. To, I don't know if you're gonna be capable of any impressions today. We'll see. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm excited. Um, we not we just not that. Actually, to be fair, most of the impressions from the thing we're gonna talk about are after revisiting horribly racist. Oh, um, oh. And um, mm. so unfortunately, I, I, I do not think I will be doing many impressions this time. I mean, technically, you could do some of the newer ones, but you'd also it would be a. Uh, uh, yellow face. Yeah, it's face. all it's all pretty racist. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but we actually uh do not. The first thing we're not going to talk about is not actually turtle related, but it is a New York superhero. You're Spider Man. Look, next time leave the fighting to the pro. Okay, but what if there aren't any around? <laughs> Good one. And it is awesome. Yep, I was keeping tabs on this for a while, and I think I was a deciding factor in you buying it as well. Um, little game called Spider Man PS4. Hell yeah. Uh, this is an excellent game. It is all I have done for the last two weeks, and that explains why you saw, you are far ahead of me. Because oh, you've also been prioritizing the story missions, and I've I've been really uh, split between both uh, side stuff and the main missions. Um, so I feel like we we can talk some spoilers in a bit if you want to. Yeah, I'll but, keep I'll keep spoilers under the hood, but I I, I, I can talk basics of the story. Yeah. yeah. So first off, um, this was I was excited about this for two reasons. One, I feel like pre. MCU, um, Spider-Man was the, was a Marvel girl we were most attached to. Yeah, I feel like it was a one-two punch of the 90s Fox Cake show, you know, back-to-back mm-hmm. back with Batman, Superman. Which you should go back and watch, and you will not be disappointed. It is still very good. Yeah, you've told me that. and I, People are split about it online. I, I'm going to give it a rewatch. Um, I watched it all last year, and I still think it's got its problems here and there, but it's very the, good. The CG New York mid-90s. Oof, it looks dumb, but, but the rest but is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Mark Hamill, isn't Mark Hamill a Hobgoblin? That is something I did not. That know. was I remember they promoted that at the time because it was fresh up for Batman. Oh, awesome! Yeah, um, but but not, and obviously not just that. But the uh, I feel like the first superhero movie series I got into as it was being theatrically released was the Raimi original trilogy. Yeah, um, I'm even that guy who will kind of go to bat for three. Yeah, I won't go to bat for it's three. It's the that weakest hard. of the three, but I like it. But I will say, in like a world where we've had like a ton of amazing superhero movies come out in the last you know ten years, uh, and like the dawn of the MCU. Oh yeah, uh, I will still go to bat. For Spider-Man Two as one of the best superhero movies ever made. It, yeah, no, it was. I remember one and three. I was like, oh, those were good. And then two, like, wow. And also, do you remember we took our little sister to see it, and because she was like, she would have been like seven or something. And the scene where Doc Ock's tentacles first into life and killed Doctor, she had to take her out of the theater. She was like, yep. oh god, what is this? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was good stuff. And and you know, it's it's also, um, I think I think we. I think we're actually kind of uh, we where we differ is you liked the first Amazing Spider-Man and then hated the second, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I thought the second was a was a disaster. Uh, I and I'm and that, which was disappointing for me because I do think Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. I felt kind of bad for him. Um, yeah, I did too. Because uh, I think he he he's got hacksaw ridge now. He still got some cred. Yeah, he but he he overcame um, like kind of okay writing for the first one to make what I thought was like a pretty good and like certainly enjoyable movie. Um, His and, chemistry with when with Emma Stone was the best part. Yeah, and and frankly, I like. 
for the most part until kind of near like the 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 ending section i thought uh the kind of like lizard relationship was pretty good and uh oh i remember one thing small small thing i always liked about the end of that is when he turns back he saves him from falling off the building yeah because they kept the idea connor's is a good guy and and lizard's the monster yeah and so i I, frankly i really liked that movie and then i thought the second movie was like it's like, did you not learn from Sam Raimi's movie that you shouldn't have, like, 14 villains and set up 20 more characters? Yeah, it's just like, God, it's just, it was such a a cluster of, like, insanity. I know you liked it more than I did, but I thought it I just... I love it, though. Yeah, it was just like, it was, I thought it was just kind of a, a mess. We, like, and, like, when I heard, you know, Jamie Foxx was going to play Electro, I was, like, psyched. Yeah, that was a lame... And then he ended up playing, like, a, a two-dimensional... Pretty and then you get started on a Rhino. Well, the the Rhino thing, I almost I almost like give a pass because it's, it's so ridiculous, it's so ridiculous and over the top, and it's in the movie so little that I'm I also know. I'm almost like you know what, just let Paul Giamatti do whatever. I he like wants. Paul Giamatti, but that was just strange. Uh, but anyway, and um, all the Green Goblin stuff was a disaster. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, and you know, they kept you know they were teasing Norman Osborn. Oh, they're setting up. Oh, he's dead. Well, it's too bad. I feel bad for that uh, that guy. What's his Chris name? Chris Cooper. No, 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 no. Dean DeHaan. Dean DeHaan. Yeah. Who was great in that in Chronicle? In Chronicle, yeah, which he's, he's I good. thought was you told me to watch and is amazing. Also, Michael B. Jordan's first movie, I think. Um, s- such a good movie, but uh, and then the director did Fantastic Four, so but tragedy he, all around. But he did he, so he did Chronicle, which was great, and then he did this movie, which was terrible, and then he did Valerian, which I couldn't even get through. And uh, was that Korverbinski movie, A Cure for Wellness, which people hate? That that tanked. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it tanked. Um, but I, I, I was a big fan of Homecoming. Yes, and Homecoming And I am uh, a pretty big fan of Tom Holland. I really like Tom Holland. Um, but we should get to this game now. Um, we should get to this game. So th- it was two things that got me excited. I guess technically three. One, that it was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, that they said from the beginning, we're not tying this to, to uh, Homecoming or a comic. Because that's a reason a lot of that movie tying games suck. They have to meet the deadline of getting out within the time of the movie, and they don't have enough time to make a really cool, in-depth game. And they also do a thing where they're just trying to, like, retell the story of a movie yeah. while also jamming a ton of other stuff in there. Yeah, and it doesn't feel and organic. Just, and it just doesn't feel organic, and it feels lazy. And this game, I, I'll, you know, I will say I have not finished it yet, but the story so far and the pacing of the it... The storytelling is phenomenal. It's so good. It is so, so good. And I will say, when I first picked up the game, I really li- I really liked it a lot, but I was like, this feels like kind of a Spider-Man clone of the Arkham games That was to what me. people were wondering for, for thinking. And then it it really like kind of branched out and yeah. opened up, and it became... While, while you know a lot of things are similar, like like the way fights are done, and I guess there's a lot or of Spider-Man mechanics. Yeah, but it's not I, a, it's not a carbon copy. They've changed a lot no. to fit Spider-Man better because those are very different characters in terms of how they fight. Yeah, and it's like you know it's it's so interesting. I was trying to talk to a friend about about why the games feel so different too, and this feels like a very dumb point to bring up, but the the general vibe of just playing a game that takes place mostly in like bright like daylight yeah. versus a game that's like so dark. And, yeah, like, Batman. A Batman game set entirely in day would be weird, and and you know it keeps the Spider-Man fun. He's still super quippy, yeah. and he's he's. But I think he does a great job of also introducing like the story goes to some dark, heavy, heavy places. Yeah, but it introduces great side characters, and it feels like Aunt May gets like a lot to do in this game. MJ, Miles my... Morales, you get to play as MJ, and she's got, and they're not even like dumb scenes. You get like some pretty no, cool stealth no. scenes, and with she's MJ. they've definitely reimagined some characters. I th- I'm sure that a lot of it was. How can we make Mary Jane like actually integral to the game? And they they basically Lois Laned her. She's a journalist now who is willing to put her life on the line to get the truth, and that leads to you know solid snake ass stealth sections. Uh, and, a lot of people are hating them. I'm not. And uh, I don't hate them. I think no. they're f- kind of fun. They're kind of like a, a, a they're not so they're not long to the point where yeah I'm, they're a little respite from the rest of the game. And I think um, 
I also have to give like major props to the city design. Of yeah, New I was going to say, as someone who lived in New York for nearly a decade, how do you feel it represents it? You know, it's actually really cool how well they they do each each kind of like uh, a, a district. It's or it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and I, you know, it's crazy how like down to like the last building details some of these streets are. I was a little disappointed because I decided to swing up to the college I went to, Fordham, oh, yeah. on 60th Street. And it's one of the sites that they've decided is like going to be one of the construction sites where a bunch of your school guys got torn down. Out. So my school got torn down in the, in the reality of this game. Did you find some of the ones that had Marvel references? Oh yeah, I, I, you know I found Alias Investigations from Jessica Jones. Yeah. I found uh, Murdoch. Uh, uh, they're they're a business card. Nelson and Murdoch. Um, oh, wait, is, you mean their business card in the backpack? That's what I found. I didn't know. I didn't see I their. I think their office. Oh, maybe. Their, I, okay, maybe I missed that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I. But then also their the the bar they hang out at. Uh, uh, Rosie's? I don't know. Something like that uh, is also appears in the yeah. game. And then also, you know, uh, Doctor Strange's the place, the Sanctum. And uh, Avengers Tower. And Aven- Oh, I haven't actually gotten to Avengers Tower yet. I haven't it's, seen it yet. It's just a landmark. It's, there is... The, they keep the uh, involvement of other heroes. It's just mentions. Yeah. Unless something happens at the end. But I think they were trying to make it clear, like, let's not try and, you know, cram a universe in. Let's just be like, they, yes, they exist, but this is Spidey's story. This is his home. This is his story. And I think they do a really good job in this game of of dropping us in eight years into Peter yes. being Spider-Man. He's 23 in they, this game. They went a step beyond homie, not just skipping the intro, but like this could be have been the sequel to another game or movie. But yeah. it, it, you, you get it. And it's great too because there is a is a really uh well like good balance struck between him having like a lot of uh old villains that are that, yeah. that over the course of the game become more present without spoiling anything. Yeah. But you know, like he's already taken down Scorpion and Vulture and Electro and there's oh, and a lot of the big Shocker. guys. The game starts with him taking down King, Kingpin. The game yeah, the first round of the game basically your tutorial is him taking down t- Kingpin. Yeah, and who knew Kingpin? I didn't know Kingpin could fight so well. He's um, a big dude. Well, if you if you think back to like that, I think it was like the Neil Patrick Harris MTV Spider-Man. Oh yeah, we uh, watched that. We discovered that in, in that the Kingpin uh Says that it's it's not fat, it's all muscle, and he's just gigantic. Yeah, well, he was Michael Clark Duncan. He was Michael Clark Duncan. But um, I, I do want to give props to the uh, voice acting in this too. Really strong. Yeah, although, uh, no, although not really many people I recognize. No, I was gonna say uh, three that I recognized. Um, one is a name Yuri Lowenthal is Peter. He's been in a lot of anime. He's in the, some later Saints Row games. As uh, you can play three and four. He's, he's the character Matt Miller. I played a bit of three. He's the the emo hacker gang leader. Oh yeah, yeah. That he's right in that. Um, but he, he's done a lot of anime and such, but he, he, he's, he's a veteran. Um, and I don't think you would recognize. So actually one, recur- one important character is Dr. Octavius. Because mm-hmm. not Doc, but when it starts up, Peter Job is interning for him, trying to, you know, do the prosthetic limb and stuff happens. Yeah, I think you, anybody who knows can guess where it's going, but they do a really good job of fleshing that character out and pace, while pacing what we know is coming. Which is one of the things I want to say. It's, they do a really great job of letting you have the feel of like a very well-established Spider-Man um, they assume that the the players have like a basic knowledge that's of the game, a, which that's, is nice. That's the thing. I think um, they knew everybody who had played Sp- Spider Man. Like even if you're not a Superman, he is like he's one of those. That franchise has really sunk into the mainstream, especially thanks to all the movies and shows. Yeah, but then on top of that, they also still give you room for discovery of characters that we know really well, like Otto Octavius. I mean, the the, the, ga- the yeah. a lot a, a ton of the him. game. One you feel for him, but a ton of the game takes place with him um, as Octavius's intern. And so you get like a little bit more yeah. relationship with him and Peter. And also they give Octavius some some extra things to his his uh, backstory Back. yeah. that, that that let us uh, kind of into into more of his his personal struggle and why this 
the project with the prosthetics uh, is so important to him. And how it connects to the other complex yeah. characters. Um, I'm already starting to get some idea of that, but we won't go into super spoilers. Um, and also just just dumb... I mean, it's, it's not dumb. It's amazing. This this one thing that I just think is... I, I can't say enough. It is the best mechanics for web swinging yeah. that's ever happened. Yeah. And they treat it and they treat it very realistically. Like when you're in Central Park, it is hard to swing around there's nothing but trees it's around. It's like in Homecoming. You're going to have to run across a golf course. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's, it's so great. You've got to kind of like actually take into account like what's yeah what's happening but and you still have multiple options still have multiple options like like the web zipping is yeah so i want to say so the last thing that made me excited about this is so this was developed by insomniac who do you remember who they are mm-hmm. so in terms of our experience they in the ps1 days did the original spyro trilogy and they are still the main people behind the ratchet and clank series including the uh, ps4 reboot and they've also done some other cool stuff. They did Resistance, which was like their gritty FPS. They're the PS3 that people seem to like. Uh, one that I keep championing was Sunset Overdrive. Which, which I've was, never played. It's it's a very kooky uh, open world. It's, it was the one title that was an Xbox exclusive. And um, and that was but it, that was one that was all like open world but no vehicle traversal and a lot of crazy weapons. And that was made, what made me think like these guys – that was a great thing to play and – I know you have to tone down, tone down in some ways for Spider-Man. I'm like, these guys can do it. They have a good track record, and and um, they have been on a record as saying the first thing they they set out to nail was the web swinging. Because I mean, I would say the big th- for before this, the gold standard was Spider-Man Two. If we're talking Spider-Man games, which is still a great game, I need I need to go back and actually try some of it because I remember I liked the first one as well, but that was a linear beat 'em up level, yeah. so more standard. And then two was open world, impressive for the time, and they really they did the same thing where like the web scene you had to make sure you had stuff to attach it to. Yeah. And but this goes beyond that where because I knew obviously we have to attach the buildings, but there were two things I love. One is um, something I think you have to unlock because there's a skill tree and XP and stuff. But you can press X if there's something near enough directly ahead of you, and it'll do a horizontal thing to kind of zip forward more. And another really cool thing is there'll be it's kind of like the grappling hook in Arkham. Where if you if you see a symbol like a lead, you press L2 and R2, he'll zip right to it. If you time an X right, he'll do a pull vault up it for extra speed. So I I find myself mixing all three of these things, and it keeps all the traversal feeling really fresh. Which I want to get to the, the next thing that I think is is super well designed in this game that I I love is I love the fights in this game. Yeah, it is so much fun to fight. And I think I think the way they designed the skill tree. Uh, which is like the upgradable thing is you go th- like this in this game you you gain experience for doing certain missions yeah and you uh, are able to unlock certain things on your skill tree I mean with every level up you get like you know added damage to your melee attacks or maybe yeah, some automated health bonus, stuff. automated stuff but you also have your skill tree which lets you basically just get like new little battle tactics new and moves some or things outside some, of but there's it's not just the skill tree. Right, it's not just the skill tree. You've also got all your gear. And, 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 that, and it's not XP for that either. It incentivizes you to do the side activities because they have categorized tokens they give you. Base tokens, backpack tokens. And all different kinds of side activities because, you know, part, yeah. of, the, part of the joy for me, there's a lot of, like, great stuff to unlock. But for me, I'm a sucker for all the suits. Um, yeah, so kind of regardless suits, of their power. <laughs> um, and a lot of them are are, are, are Easter eggs. Like, there are the, some of the movie suits, but there's also some really deep cuts that I think you, you recognize a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, I was a I was a a, a pretty avid Spider-Man comic book yeah, reader so you've through read more, my teens you've read and more comics than early twenties, and I've drifted off a little bit. But um, you recognize some of these. But I recognize some of them, and also just like so, every single suit in the game also has its own particular suit power. And the way they handle this was really smart. And the way they handle this is really smart, which I think is a is a pretty and big it, deal. It's, it's like their super move. You build a meter and you click right sticks to do its short term really cool thing. But each suit has its own uh, power. But also, once you've unlocked the power, you can attach it to any suit. Yeah. So if I feel like I, I often just because I think I'm a, I'm a 
nostalgic idiot. I like the classic Spider-Man suit. The one with 40, it's a, he resigns it, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's I, it just something about wearing it makes it feel like very Spider-Man to of me. Um, but I... The, the 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 Mark II uh, like I, uh, suit, mm-hmm. which is like his like super bulletproof suit, has this great special ability that makes you uh, unable to get hit by bullets for like almost like yeah, thirty and seconds to the a enemies minute. ramp up their guns and stuff later on. Yeah, stuff. And then also there's some great skills too that like later on you you can uh, yank weapons out of people's hands. Yeah. My personal favorite new one that I just unlocked is. When somebody uh, shoots a rocket launcher at you, which could be a pain in the ass, you can, you can grab it, grab it with a web and throw it back at them. And it doesn't explode, but it basically hits them with like a dinking metal sound. Yeah, because Spider-Man doesn't like to kill. Exactly. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've knocked some guys off buildings. But I think some people have said that if you go and look, he, they do a thing to automatically web them to the side. So the, yeah, there's like a thing where you knock them off buildings and if you... if. I don't know if it happens every time, but I know if you've yeah. webbed them at all, it automatically webs them to the yeah, side of the building. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another, what's another thing? But yeah, the suits are a good Easter egg. The, I do feel like I'm enjoying the story parts more than the side mission parts, only because the side mission isn't as, you know, groundbreaking plot wise or whatever, but it's still fun. But yeah, the story is really good. And I do want to just quick shout out to two other actors. Um, Dr. Octavius is played by a guy named William Salyers. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Have you ever watched Regular Show? No. But you've heard of it? Yeah. He is Rigby, who's one of the leads, that little asshole raccoon. Yeah. That's a very popular show, and, and when I found that out, you can hear it, which I thought was very funny. Uh, the one I'm going to give props to is Mary Jane, who's who's performed great, is Laura Bailey, who is a veteran. Um, she started out doing uh, anime. She was Kid Trunks, and uh, it, in Yu Yu Hakusho, remember Keiko, the love interest? Yeah. That was her. Oh, cool. And she has since moved on to... She's Lucina in Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. She is... Uh, in Uncharted 4 as, as one of the side girls. Cool. And she was also the voice of uh, of of Catwoman in Telltale Batman. R.I.P. Telltale, by the way. Yeah. Um, but she is in a ton of good, high-profile stuff. She's going to be in Last of Us Part 2. She, she's, 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 uh, she's very versatile. I think I'm also very fond of her because she was the default female voice in Saints Row 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. So I played through those games with her just yucking it up. Um, and just, to, and just to, to nerd out, she's also very gorgeous in real life. Well, great. Um, my one bit of advice to everyone who like might be thinking about picking up the game or just starting to yeah, play you now, uh, which you should do, is um, at the beginning of the game, it it's very easy to get by on just like regular fighting alone and doing the fight upgrades. Um, but do not skimp on upgrading your like web gadgets because yeah, as the game them. goes uh, unlocking you'll need, them, you're gonna need them. upgrading them because as the game gets further and you're dealing with tougher baddies who uh, who can come in bigger crowds that can be very overwhelming. Right. They will really come in handy. Yeah, even ones that don't automatically aren't one hit kills. They just they can paralyze them for a little bit. Do you have any favorites? Uh I really my my current favorite is the web bomb, which you hit somebody with yeah. and it spreads a web like that yeah. kind of ties like uh, right now I think it ties like seven out guys yeah. up at a time. And I, I love that. Um and the one I also love is just the spider drone, which kinda offers you some support. It's an AI it partner out, basically. And it flies around and it just kinda zaps them. Um and that's been particularly helpful to me, too. Yeah. And um, I, one other piece of advice I would give that I've heard other people say is don't neglect the story missions in the opening portions because they save a lot of side content for as you – like um, the the Taskmaster stuff that I talked to you about, that open, that's all like the challenges. Those unlock a ways in, but there's a lot of them. So the – the while, while I do agree with you that some of the side missions are like – you can still a do little some. boring. Um, like I do, I'm not a giant fan of the research stations ones. I think yeah, they're a little just, monotonous. They, they take too long. Yeah, they're, they so they I like the idea long. that they're apparently in this world, uh, Harry Osborn is a hardcore environmentalist. Yeah, but but like ones that are very fun are like the Taskmaster challenges that are like speed based or like stealth drone, stealth combat bomb. Um, they're they're varied. And uh, also like some side missions you can get from people are like 
uh, Private Eye, Spidey. That like yeah, the ones that have actual storylines can be fun. Yeah, and those do you get the great. one with the um, the streamer who like sets up mobs to kill you just for views? No, not yet. That's a <laughs> Spider's like that is scary. I followed like a, a a wife who thinks her husband's mixed up in some bad stuff, and oh, and uh, he's being blackmailed. He's being blackmailed. Yeah, and two other cute features. Um, You've seen the uh, kind of the Facebook type feed, right, in the main yeah. menu, which updates based on in-game events. Both and and they, you know they touch on how you know people can be very split on Spider on their opinion of Spider-Man, and of course how they integrate Jameson in this, like what he's doing now, he's podcasting now. He is basically Alex Jones, but yep. just replace all his political talk with Spider. Man, he really hates Spider-Man. He really does. And I will say, um, good. They got they got a guy to do a good. Uh, 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 I'm forgetting his name. We love him, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, good. A good fill-in. Yeah. Um, I mean, the movies, that's going to be tough if they ever decide to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will, and actually, it was somebody I recognized. He's in uh, Overwatch. He's Reinhardt, and he's uh, uh, the main villain in Final Fantasy XV, who we praised back in the Klings. Uh, Darren DePaul. He was at Magfast last year. I'd love to meet him. He seems like a nice guy. Um, but, but all he, I can say is don't skip out on this game. I think yeah, it's awesome. No, the the praise is very warranted, especially in the story and gameplay mechanics. It also runs really well. Yeah. Neither of us have PS Pros. The game runs very smoothly and is very beautiful. Like, I, I could tell a lot of time was put into it. I can tell from, like, all the unlockables, like the backpacks, that uh, uh, Insomniac are legit Spider-Man fans and wanted to get that across. I think, even though I'm not part of it, Miles Morales, they do, they're doing some really cool stuff yeah. with them. I love the fact that we're, between this and Into the Spider-Verse, he's finally starting to, work, like, you know, sneak his way into mainstream stuff. And I'm hoping that, because you called the Easter egg about him and Donald Glover in Homecoming, right? You bet they're sowing the seeds for when Tom Holland's like, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. And, for, and, 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 and also, you know, if you're a fan of the Arkham games... Um, I know we talked about how like this has like similarities yeah. to the Arkham games. Um, don't worry about it feeling repetitive. It, it doesn't. It takes a lot of the things that we love from the Arkham games and brings them in. Yeah. Um, but it does have some like telltale signs. Like there are some like dream sequence battles or hallucination like, or hallucination bases to be stealthy in. Yeah, that's that's the part where there's it a lot of stealth most. stuff. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. lot of fun. Um, I'd also say a piece of advice is try not to do too much of the same type of side activity in a row because that's right. That will get monotonous. But if you if you like, I'm, I'm wishing I save some backpacks and landmarks now. And the backpacks are fun. They just have like a bunch of fun. They're details. easy XP. But yeah. Also, yeah, a lot of Easter eggs. Like I think I told you about uh, the Murdoch and Nelson business card. Yeah. Because it has Braille on the back, and he's and Spider-Man has narration for all of them that like flesh him out more. And for that one, he says, "Man, it was nice that blind guy to offer me insurance for crimes." Wait, how do you know I was Spider-Man if he was blind? <laughs> um, so yeah, we we both certainly recommend Spider-Man, and I did. I was at a, a a drawing workshop the other day at Phantom Comics in DC, and some of them were like, I asked them, and they're like, I don't have a PS4. That is the one bummer that it's an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, they would, I could see a lot of people having fun on PC and Xbox with it, but you know, if you get the chance, um, I can't I can't say where, if this is the one, like the one game that would like justify someone playing a PS4. It would depend on your love for that kind of game and Spider-Man, but it, it does set a new gold standard for Spider-Man games and. I say superhero games outside of stuff like uh, Arkham and Injustice, which I love. Um, so yeah, that is uh, our main. Our we've talked about one uh, New York superhero, and uh, now we're going to save and talk about a quartet uh, of also also teenagers. I guess in the, oh, I guess in these games, not a teenager. Damn, I just ruined my own joke. It's okay. Tom Holland is, is a teenager. That 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 that's a that's a save. Not anymore. Shh. So yeah, it is actually kind of a fun coincidence that we ended up, this is a whole episode about technically New York superheroes, uh, just one by Marvel and one that is now by Nickelodeon, but was originally uh, a poster child of indie productions. And and was apparently, it's like, we, we, we're a little too young to remember this clearly, but they were a phenomenon in their original kind of inception. Mm-hmm. And it's 
it, I guess it's that, and it, that's kind of it ties into that. It's, it's, it's a brand with a lot of longevity and a lot of new takes on it, and uh, and a pretty active fan base as a result. And it's become a cross generational thing. With and uh, and that is, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is an insane title when you say it out loud, detached from everything and being used to it all. Yeah, which kind of makes sense considering uh, how it came about. Do you know anything about the history? I kind of know the the basics that I know is that like the the they were kind of spoofing uh, yes like a, a few different comics at yes. the time. Uh, the one I know best is like Daredevil, the big where one, yeah. where they so the, a lot of people probably think that the that original eighties cartoon was where they were. It, it wasn't. So the the thing as a whole was started by these two uh, indie comic artists. Um, I believe I wrote their names here. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I always I always want to mix up their last names. Uh, like I do with Matt Stone and Trey Parker sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they were just having some fun drawing sessions. One of them as a joke, like was you like what would, what would be a ludicrous concept? And so we drew a turtle with a bandana and the nunchucks. Like like turtles would be fast, stealthy ninjas. But for fun, they they used that as, the, as a yeah the platform for it was. Now I have, I actually I'll admit I haven't read the original comics. I do know they have a reputation. They are not kid friendly. They are. They're darker. They're, they're very violent too. Yeah, and uh, like a lot of. Da- Apparently, they kill Shredder in the first issue. Yeah, um, he dies pretty early on. I'm and sure they. To, I know he has to, like. They, I'm sure they, they resurrect like a, him somehow. They do resurrect him, but yeah. there's also. But they've also in there because they were. Um, it was. It remained owned by their own. I remember seeing in all the credits from the movies and shows, Mirage Entertainment. Yeah. That was their comic label. They still were the one. Were careful to hold on to the rights. And after they did the first issue, apparently Laird had previously worked at a newspaper, so he knew it would be a good idea to make and send a press kit to, to 180 TV and radio stations. That got them enough publicity for people to check it out, and it was a hit. And they started selling out, making more issues and selling out really well, really, doing it really well. And even though it was a you know for made for older audiences, some cartoon studio came on and said, this is a cool basis to make a kids cartoon off of and they said yes and that was kind of where you know they, they really cemented this thing uh this, that show started in 1987 uh it was a huge phenomenon with, with the show and you know a whole lot of action figures uh quickly well i guess relatively quickly you know finally entered movies with a live action one in 1990 uh two direct sequels a bunch a bunch of games bunch of, oh we'll get to that and and other you know reinventions for, through both shows and movies and comics i i don't think either of us can touch on the comics that much but yeah, the only experience I even have with the comics is probably when I was like fifteen or sixteen. I was in a comic book shop. You read some of them? Where they had they had a few of the older ones, but they weren't in sequential order. Um, but I kind of like I kind of like leafed through a few of them. Yeah. And there was one that I know was like a pivotal one um, because they had it on display and because of what happens in it. And I I don't remember exactly the the full details, but I remember there was like a big part of it where Donatello like taking down like the main bad guy of the season or whatever the t- or not season but of the series the at the time. Uh, like jumping out of a helicopter or like off a building or something, and he like I think kills the bad guy, but also uh, his shell like shatters yeah. the pieces he lands, and I believe then he like came back as like a, a robot? half cyborg. There, Donatello. There, no, I remember that was publicized, kind of like how they publicized the death of Captain America. Captain America. Donatello was killed for a little bit in the comic. But this is more recent. Um, okay, but yeah, the the original Mirage comics, I believe they have rebooted a few times since. But Am it I lasted. Thinking of the newer, the newer. You might be. I think oh, okay. so. Uh, it's. I think it's IDW. Do they are talking companies doing it now? Because um, uh, around, uh, and I, I think we should start getting to because we're we're on a little bit of work. We can't do this all night, obviously. Um, <laughs> you said you only have so much so much energy to talk about turtles, uh, but I'll just start with the basics. So. Do you know? Do you have any concrete first memories of when you first? Because obviously, for us, would have to be either the original cartoons or movies. Do you have any concrete memories of when you first got into it? Because I know in my case, it was watching reruns of the cartoon because there was a lot of it. Yeah, you know, actually, weirdly for me, uh, 
I remember there was like these these very weird uh, turtles action figures that, that the ones were, we had that we had maybe, two. I, th- I think we got them from some cousins um, who had had them at their house who gave them to us, and they would do this thing where you could like flip their heads and like they would open their shells. Transformers. They, yeah, they were like Transformers turtles and they were weird and I actually turn them into regular turtles. You could turn them into regular turtles. I'm pretty sure our mom bought those for us. Okay. And that that's actually I think before I even like really watched the show, oh, I really? think I had those toys. And then You would have been like two at a time actually, so I, that makes sense. And then Saturday mornings they aired a ton of reruns of turtles Weekdays later too. on. There, there was a lot of it. Um and I remember uh, like kind of going back so I feel like I I wasn't alive for the original run no, of the cartoon. No, I, I, it, it, it started the year I was born, but I was obviously too young to watch it when it was at its peak, which I think people say 1990 when the first movie came out, that was the peak. Yeah. So, so we, we were into it during its decline, basically. Right. And so I I remember I got most of the TV show through, uh, through reruns, and I actually think that I had much more experience with the Turtles in Time game yep. and um, the three live action movies were where I got like my, my Compared real. to the show. Compared to the show. Which is funny because I'm with you in Turtles of Time, but I watched a lot of the show and only saw the movies a couple times as a kid. But my first concrete memory, we um, we have an aunt your, your, and your, your godfather, uh, Uncle Tom and Aunt, aunt Joanne. They have they have a couple kids and th- they were several years ahead of us. But I remember they were mad and a, a couple of them were the right – like the perfect target age of being the turtles. So one of them uh, – they were especially into the movies. Our cousin John or mm-hmm. Chris. One of them had the uh, the poster for the first movie, which I still loved. One of them peeking out from the sewers. Yeah. Uh, from the manhole. And then I also remember watching the end of Secret of the Ooze at their house, and I remember being scared of the Super Shredder stuff. Yep. Um, but at, I will... Mean Super Shredder who appears for two seconds. Very underwhelming. Cool idea. Though, actually, I did find out in the new, in the Nick CG one, he they did him, and he actually stuck around for a while. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, I was going to say a big spoiler, but we'll save that when we talk about that show. But yeah, so we were we watched a lot of the cartoon. We, we, we rented... We, we'll save Tours in Time for towards the end, I think, because um, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's some cool stuff to talk about in terms of merchandise and video games they've been a very they're very well represented video games to this day um but i thought we're gonna go chronologically and start with i feel like we probably have less things to say about the movies um maybe but there's less length of all to discuss so we're gonna go chronologically so it's been a while since you've seen the first uh live action movie right uh i've actually seen the first live action movie probably probably like one or two years ago okay um i watched it we you and I went to see a, a podcast taping of How Did This Get Made. We're going to get to that movie after this. And they did, did a, they did Secret of the Use. We watched that together. Did you watch the first before and that? And I watched the first about a week before that. Okay. Um, and so that was probably two years ago. Yeah. And that's that's when I when I saw that one. And actually, I would say with all like the like overly overly gimmicky stuff aside, mm-hmm. um, it's still – that one holds up and yeah. it's still very fun. Yeah. And, and you can tell that the people making it are like – Putting in some real effort. Yeah, so there, there are six theatrical movies. I'll say right now, there are going to be two. There's going to be one I ironically enjoy, three I'm, I have less favorable things on, but there are two that I legit enjoy, and this is one of them. A lot of the, the humor of the Turtles is still very kid-oriented and goofy, um, and that's that's like, I'm not one who, who's going to be like, you, the Turtles should be taken so serious. Like, <laughs> no, that's not what I want either, but I feel like this movie and the other one that I like the most are still able to balance it and recognize, like, um, there are some podcasts I want to give a shout-out to besides how this is going to be made. I know the one I've been trying to get you to listen to is called Hey, Do You Remember? Yeah. Where every other week these three people talk about an old movie from the 80s, 90s, or 2000s. And they have done gradually all three of the original live action ones. And it's fun to see their opinions slip with each one. Um, but the, one, the head guy, Chris, he's an indie filmmaker. So he has a really good summary of why he still has a lot of respect for the first one. It's like it knew not to take the turtles seriously but to take the world around them seriously. Mm-hmm. Like that movie has a style. To, it's, a, it's that – 
early 90s, late 80s, grungy, dangerous New York, all about mugging and crime waves. Um, Shredder, instead of being, you know, leading aliens, he's basically a, an underground crime crime boss and, uh, and intimidating, too. Um, yeah. And that's much the fact that he, like, totally kicks their asses at the end. Uh, and... And yeah, the 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 and also I the, I still think the um people love the uh, the turtle suits and the designs too. It really does kind of feel like they 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 try to adapt those those cartoon designs because they're more rounded and bubbly looking, but they change enough to make you think they could actually be animals. Yeah. Um. And I, this was one of the last projects that Jim Henson personally worked on as well, which is why Secret Views was dedicated to his memory. He died a few months after the first came out. And uh, also, side note, that Splinter is both voiced and puppeteered by Kevin Clash, mm-hmm. uh, former Elmo. Uh, I gotta give him credit. He's great in it, um, even though it's a black man trying to be an Asian man. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? The 90s were a different time. Oh, it, short circuit, man. Yep. Um, but, yeah, some other some other quick stuff. Do you know who directed it? I don't. So, interesting thing. He did not direct many movies. Cause it's a guy named Steve Barron. But it's, he's one of those who came from a music video background, which actually so did Michael Bay, who we'll get to. Um, and he did the videos for Africa by Toto, <laughs> Don't You Want Me, Billie Jean. Oh. That's not the MVP. He did the video for Take On Me, one of the coolest 80s music videos ever. The pencil drawn, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So you can you kind of see some way he pushes from the stylization and how the shots are. Like one of the cool things when they do the flashback and it's kind of like black screen with like the talking heads in the corner and such, or even when it's, there's the characters in the background. Like... He, there's some effort there, and apparently it has come out that he actually did battle with executives to be like, no, I want to try some stuff with this. I want to put in some effort. And That's so, pretty cool. Props and to him because I feel like if it wasn't him, the movie could have been more like the sequels. And I will also, having like rewatched it at like an older age, yeah, I will say it it feels less like one big toy commercial than a lot of yeah. That's other what the cartoon turtles was. properties are, and like oh, what a lot of other movies at the time were like, like the Power Rangers movie. Which I will stand by and say is still a great movie as it's well. It's hilarious, um, but it's not. It's one long toy commercial. It's the show with a bigger budget. Yeah, um, this is more like I think I compared the new Power Rangers movie reboot to this. Like this is let's actually try and ground it and mature it up a little, and it worked to the movie's advantage. And I think it's. I'm not saying it's 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 in a masterpiece, but I'm saying it. I still like it, and it's better than it had any right to be considering both the time and and you know the target audience and such. And just you know technical limitations of the time as well. Yeah, no, the, I think the suits are really good. I feel like the only thing problem I have with them in the first two movies going back is sometimes the mouths move a little too fast. They're a little herky jerky. Yeah. But the designs, emotions, especially what they're able to do in fight scenes, like um, good stuff. And Plus they a little also, bit later, we're, we're going to get into some worse puppetry that happens. Oh, oh, we certainly are, man. I I know we're not even talking about a movie in in this case. New movie, but All I'm right. pissed. All right, so let's get to. I feel like Secret of the Ooze. That's the one that has had a bigger. Like nostalgic impact because it's uh, the thing about Secret of the Ooze is, and it is a movie that I, I know as like a rational yes. adult yes. is bad from a movie making trip. Yes, like I I get that, yes. but I love it. It's fun, and not even in like a it's so bad it's good kind of way. I like genuinely enjoy they're, watching. They're, they this still movie. have some genuinely funny moments, but they also it's that rare kind of thing where when they do dumb stuff, it's kind of endearing. Oh yeah, it's it is it has one of the most gloriously insane climaxes. Oh, it is the gimmickiest like vanilla ice popping upest movie oh I've God. ever seen. It's I don't know. I think this movie is I just love the fact that he clear the story has him he's supposed to be like improving this entire song and the fact that like, he backs away the first but then you see him look at the guys like wait, wait, I got something guys. I got inspiration. Look at these guys. <laughs> It's like if they took all of the seriousness out of the first movie. Which they did. It was a response. Parents complained about how dark and violent the first one was. Well, there you go. It makes Not sense. Not to mention you had Raph screaming, damn! 
at the top of his lungs multiple times, which was, was awesome. a good impression. Yeah, Raph sounds crazy in the movies. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he sounds crazy in a couple things. We're gonna again. I, I have a real. I gotta get to next mutation at some oh, point. Oh, I'm. I know Ralph's voice actor in mutation is gonna blow your mind, but I'll save it. Um, but I, I, I do think that Secret of the Use just kind of like. If you turn off your brain it is and that watch that movie, it is so delightful. Having nostalgia really helps, too, because I think one thing that people um, – it was pointed out on some podcasts. I think one thing that also probably helped it – because apparently it was – for a lot of kids back then, it was their favorite of the three, not one. It is the most one – it is the one that feels the most like an adaptation of the cartoon. I think that's probably true, yeah. Yeah, it's lighter tone, more one-off mutants. It is a bummer they couldn't use – they didn't use Bebop uh, and Rocksteady. Yeah. Which apparently it was not that they didn't want to, but so – um, some of the stuff that happens in the first movie and the four kids that show that we get to is ba- is directed adapted from the comic story, and I'll talk about that more in the four kids one because the uh, the you know the turtle shredder splinter those were made by the comics so those were owned by Eastman and Laird they could just give the go ahead everybody that was made for the cartoon including Bebop and Rocksteady and Crane and the like there were additional hoops they had to go through legally and they decided because apparently it came out also keep in mind Secret of the Ooze came out one year after like yeah. they, they quickly I and knew they that. Go, we're not gonna we're not gonna take the time to just just make some substitutes let's make some cash I do wish they they were in babies so they could talk even if it was yeah. lame jokes it would have been funny and, and Frank Walker's great like yeah. did all these crazy voices and there are these goofy designs like it's fun with with them but it still feels like something of a missed opportunity um, and I will and and uh, um, another another step what's another thing I have a little back here oh I just so yeah touching on uh, the how this get made. I would highly recommend you listen to their to their episode. It doesn't matter if you like the movie or not, but from the, I knew the fact that like these, these guys, if they would they would be totally unfamiliar with the turtles and they were baffled by it. And of course, you and Diane and Ray feel struggling to comprehend what about the turtles is mutant, mm-hmm. which seems obvious to many. But it's worth listening to just for her to try and figure out what a mutant is. But um, it's because they don't they don't look. Splinter looks just, just just looks like a rat, and she looks at them and sees neither turtle nor man. And then it's so, like the ending of Animal Farm. They look from turtle to man, and man yeah. to turtle. So for John's birthday a couple years ago, we 14, went, 14. he came up to New York and we went and, and saw the How Did This Get Made Secret the of the Year The great thing was, we they didn't tell you what it was. Yeah, we, we didn't know saw what, what it was. It was like, this, yeah. this, is, this is fate. Yeah. And it was one of the best nights of our life because we watched the movie and ordered pizza before, the night before. Then we went out, chucked a bunch of places, hung out with your girlfriend, and just and just had a great time. And the show was hilarious. And I, I think it's also worth saying that uh, while this podcast is recording, we're also eating pizza. Yes, yes. Not what we're eating. Not what we're, not what we're talking. That would be obnoxious. There's pizza at the table. Yeah, and there will be more to come after this. But um, yeah, so two is... I, I can't recommend people who don't nostalgia for any of the old stuff. Yeah. But if you do have any, even just for the cartoon, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, now let's get into where it starts to get rough. Okay, so I have an apology to make. Okay. There's two different things that John brought up that we were going to talk about on this podcast. That I that he like was like I I know they're really bad but like try and give them like a look mm-hmm. and it, this was one of them Turtles three is a it's, movie that I was ready to go to bat for and I was about to like, we like this is the thing this movie is hated by the fans too they were all hated by critics all yeah. the movies that's fine I get it um, but the, even the fans were like what are you doing and so I loved this movie as a child we liked all three as kids yes and I was ready to to watch it again and then come on this and defend it I turned it off about half an hour in because this movie sucks. The thing is, I, I, I tried watching it on Netflix a couple years ago and then I downloaded it again for this podcast and I forgot that I turned off the same point, which is I don't think the first act is that awful. It's kind of... I know, I know. And that's... that's it's, you, you, you can't see my face, but I am shaking my head in disgust. I, I was kind of ready to treat it the same way as Secret of the Ooze. Like, oh, this is so silly. The moment the jailbreak happens, the fights are awful. They will not shut up with these quips. 
Like, Raph just randomly jumps out. He, while he's escaping, he goes, I'll be back. I'm like, one, that is not a Raph thing. Two, he's escaping. He's not going to be back. Yep. Three, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And also just, like, uh, on top of everything, it's like, it's like, weirdly, they... It's like they received like 30 notes from the studio that were all contradicting each other. Like, yeah. we want this movie to be goofier. Yep. We also want it to have more heart. Um, we also Failed. want it to be a, uh, at times, feel like a ripoff of the Karate Kid. We also want um, them to have a small, annoying child they have to deal yeah. with. Well, let's talk about, even the, I was confused by, as a child by why'd you go with this premise? I don't know. Like, it's, no, it's worth noting. So, I want to say one interesting thing about the first movie that, t- that will tie it back into this. It was an independent film um, because apparently no studio in 1989 would ever believe that a Ninja Turtles movie would make money. Well, I know. And it became at the time the highest grossing independent movie of all time. So they think like double the budget into the Secret of the Ooze, uh, which did do well, but not as, as far away. Which, so they cut that budget in half for this. And so one, they didn't get the Jim Henson company back and those suits. And it shows. Yeah. It's, they do not look good. It's one, the herky-jerky I talk about that with some of them, that's all of it now. They have all these big buck teeth. Um, I also noticed, re-watching the first two, they actually, they did have different shaped like, heads and stuff. There were some little, like, nuances to them. Here, it's just, they copy-paste the same. And also, they just, they, they, they now move in this movie in, like, a very unnatural way. All their, the, the, the actors in the costumes seem to be, like, less comfortable moving around. They were probably more rigid. They look they just they look every, uncomfortable. Every time they have to close up, I'm like, that is rubber. That is yeah. molded plastic. It's and the true. first one the first year you're like, oh it's turtle flesh. And this it's like it's, it's like June Diane Raphael said, it's a bunch of grown men walking around in Halloween costumes. And yeah, the quipping that was you know hit or miss into, they won't stop. And it's so oh. many pop culture references where, you know, it's hammer time, shooing, and I'm just like stop. Stop. It's a disaster. Stop. And um and it's also the fact that um what's that right here? That was about the uh I, I, okay, there is one cute thing I want to touch on. Uh, oh, it's also annoying, so frustrating. It's a cock tease because Casey Jones is fun, the first one, because he's this vigilant kind of asshole, yeah. but blah, blah, blah. So he wasn't the second one at all. I haven't mentioned it. I'm guessing that was part of tone it down. Then they decided to bring him back. It's like, no, you're not coming with us. You and Spinner babysit these four Japanese guys. Yeah, and he it's, even and says. It's, it's very weird. It's like, but then they have him playing his ancestor. I'm like, why not just have him go back? He even says midway through the movie, like, I feel like I'm missing all the fun. Yeah, you are. I mean, in the movie's terms, fun, but it wouldn't be a little. It would be a feel like it'd be a little more tolerable if you were there, like cracking wise at all this, all this garbage, all this shit. Um, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm like half an hour in. I'm like, I can't deal with. And I did want to bring up. So you didn't watch the end. I, you, I couldn't get through it. Do you remember another thing that bugs people is the villains? Yeah, because. This cartoon and comics has so much you could draw from and all these other mutants are crime lords. And they're like, no, they're going to time travel to Japan. There's like a British guy and this samurai lord who both suck. Yep. And um, and I remember, I'm sure that they would also say like, well, you know, we didn't have the budget to do like a big crane puppet or another suit or something. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't have written a script that required you to recreate ancient Japanese and British strongholds and outfits and all that, you know? You could By shoot, the way, those look bad, too. You could just shoot in some alleys like you did in the first two. Yeah. We, we'd be okay with that. I'm, I'm like, the turtles, they feel out of their element. If, it, if you're setting a whole movie somewhere else, it would be like if Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 in five minutes had him time travel to Colonial, like, uh, Williamsburg and stay there the whole movie. Okay, I know you just pitched that as a bad idea, but now that's a movie but I But imagine that was, you were thinking that Spider-Man 3 was going to be a regular... Oh, I hear you, but now I'm thinking of Spider-Man and Claudia I'm sure there are comics that have done something movie. like that, but I mean, when you think Turtles, do you want that? No. Okay. Because apparently in the comics, they actually did do that. The Scepter stuff is inspired, but I'm guessing it's not hard to do it worse. Uh, <laughs> it is hard to do it worse than this, but it's, it's, it's probably easy to do it better. And the last thing I will say, one thing that I remember as a kid, do you remember how everybody thinks they're Kappa? Yeah. Do you know anything about Kappa? 
Uh, just what I learned from the PBS show Arthur. I don't remember that, but yeah, they are a real uh, folklore from Japanese th- uh, mythology. Yeah. They are resemble turtles, have a bowl of water on their head. And you have to make them spill the water. You make them bow, and yeah. that makes them weak. Otherwise, they'll try and kill you unless you give them a cucumber. Here's the thing. Unless you give them a cucumber? Yeah. Okay. No, here's the thing. Animal Crossing, the character of Cap'n. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a Kappa. He is a Kappa that is renamed to be a turtle for the for the American version, just like Tom Nook's a Tanuki, but nobody knows what those are, so it's a raccoon. And uh, he sings about cucumbers. He's just a big... Oh. He's a big cultural reference. I did not know that. And it, to know he's just a turtle who loves cucumbers, which works too. That's fine by me. Um, and I will give them... like That was probably a natural thing to be like, yeah, they do look... I can, I, it makes sense that if you show up, you think they're, they're a demon, which they, they kind of play up in not in great ways. But uh, so let's move... Let's, we, I think we've talked enough about this, but... Uh, oh, no, that's the thing I wanted to show you is... I'm going to skip right to the end. The way the main villain uh, dies... Yo, here it is. Do you remember the effect for his, his death? Uh, no. So you remember how he was this British guy? And the end, uh, oh, God, all the turtles with the weird spots all over them look so <laughs> You're crazy. Not even show, I'm not even showing them. I, just I, know, I just saw them for a second. And I know something, so somebody, something pointed out that's annoying about all three is that the turtles never are the ones to kill the villain. In the first one, it's Splinter and Casey who kill Shredder. Yeah. And two, Shredder kills himself. Yeah. In this, Casey's ancestor launches a flaming catapult and knocks this guy off a ledge. Um, and he falls, you know, cliche death into a river. Do you remember the effect of his splash? I do not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is the death of Wa- of Walker, classic villain. Oh, he doesn't splash. <laughs> he implodes. It's a, it's a terrible green screen, and then he disappears. And oh, my cut, God, Raph's teeth. Then cut to Raph going, <laughs> Oh, my God, they look so bad. Hillbilly Raph. Yeah, this was... Yeah, you know what's... Oh, um... How do you remember pointed out? You can see eye holes beneath the bananas in this one. Oh, like, that's dumb. They stopped giving a shit. Um, but yeah, Turtles three, uh, bad time, real bad. Uh, now, actually, I, I think we're going to, regardless of how we eat, how our feelings of this movie, I think we're going to get a little more positive here. It was a long break for the movies in particular. Here, we had some shows in between. In two thousand seven, we got an animated soft sequel with TMNT. That movie kicked ass. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same we're on the same uh, same boat here because I saw it when it came out, and then I convinced you to go see it again with me. I was like, "This is this, this works. It's a blast. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, and it yeah. also like it is still very funny and fun, but it gives them their weight a little bit. And it, it, I, it's this is I like this the same a lot of the same reasons I like the original that it's very atmospheric. A lot of it's set in New, York, in New York at night. They really play up the the backgrounds, the dankness, and and the, the crime. Um, but they they have they still have a lot. Of, funny moments but mix them with really genuine emotional stuff and uh some good some good uh, casting do too so do you remember who voiced casey jones chris evans oh i did remember that back when yeah, everybody yeah. was like oh the human torch yep and it is hard to tell because he plays up the surfer type voice yeah um and so michelle geller is april yeah and uh so uh to the turtles they have regular voice actors for them um raf was nathan drake mm-hmm do you remember Leo? Because it was the same voice he used for another PlayStation character. No. It's Ratchet. Oh, I didn't know that. And they both really fit. Um, oh, cool. And side note that I'm just going to – this will tie us back to the first episode of this show. So the director of this movie, um, his next animated movie was two years ago, Ratchet & Clank. One of the reasons I got excited for that movie was looking at this. Yeah. Which got, they both got trailer to trash, but I was like – this gives a sense he was a fanboy of this. And he was a fanboy of the Ratchet games apparently. And the action is great. And yeah. they do know when to stop and take a breather. The, it has probably my favorite mo- actual genuine moment in the movie, which is when because I will admit one of, one of my complaints. Do you have a favorite turtle? Uh, I would say I, I I would probably have to say uh, 
I know it's probably not like a, the most fun choice, but Leonardo is probably my favorite turtle. That's the least common answer, I feel. Cause, really? Well, because he has to be the most straightforward and steadfast as the leader. The same reason that people don't like Cyclops as much. I think I like him because in the things that I feel get like too wacky, he can sometimes be just like a good like level-headed presence. Except for CMT3. Except for Team and That's one problem I want to touch on. I want to touch on. I remember Cisco and Ebert hated all three of them, and they were saying, like, I can't tell any of these turtles apart, which is which. And there were fans of the comments saying, like, no, why are you okay? I'm like, guys, if you just watch these movies, the more they go on, the more they're just all Michelangelo. Raphael's yeah. just a little angst here, but they're all just cracking, they're all just dopes. And, um, and it gets really bad by the time you get to three. And But in this, they actually, the best turtles stuff actually realize, like, let's make these four distinct from each other. And um, my favorite's always been Donatello. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even that I'm a tech head, but I think that, you know, I can I can relate to geeks. And he's also, I think he's a good balance because he can do a lot of little quips too. And he does machines. That's 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 an infamous lyric. Um, I don't need to see that. I, I'll take your word for I'm it. Just saying, song. he does machines. Everybody's got a thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, this movie, so... Uh, there's there's other stuff besides it too. Um, Patrick Stewart voices the villain. I actually think the bo- the villain himself is boring, but all the villains are because they have those other statues. Well, I think like the relationship, yeah. But he has an interesting motivation in terms of not wanting to be immortal, and Patrick Stewart doesn't half ass it. Yeah. Um, and I just love the fact that towards the end, he, he we actually get Patrick Stewart saying, "I must hit my head. I'm seeing giant turtles," and which is a great thing to add to our Patrick Stewart soundboard. Better than any Mojo movie. It's true. Um, and. I remember the one thing that annoyed me is that the opening and closing are narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. And in one scene that Diner Cook, when Raph is taking on that little devil, that's Kevin Smith for a couple lines. Is that when, like, Black Betty plays? And it yeah, gets like, yeah okay. which is a great part. But they, they get top billing over the turtle actors. That's a little sad. Oh, Hollywood. Um, but, uh, and I have some neat ones. Like, um, this was the first movie to integrate Karai. Oh, I didn't realize which, that. Uh, she, she is... Which makes it look confusing. This is they kind of took a Superman Returns approach, where they're saying I think they were kind of insinuating this takes place after those original three movies. And Leo's been gone for a while. And... Yeah, it's there's been some stuff in between, but you can't understand it because it's about Leo wanting to wanting to be a better leader and Raph. I like the idea that he's gone vigilante. He's mm-hmm. like he's like armored crime fighter because Raph is the most hot headed and wanting to get into the action. The idea that they all have kind of jobs where Mikey's in a, a mascot costume with the old turtle head. Yeah. Donnie's a tech support guy because it is one thing they bug me even as a kid. Like, where do they get their TV and the pizza? I just have to assume that when they. Well, I assume a lot of it's thrown away stuff that Donatello's fixed. But pizza, how would they order? I ha- I have to assume that I don't they, know. the only thing I it's an ethical it's a problem ethically when they would stop a supervillain they would take his wallet. You know I don't mind that. If it's a mugger, maybe not. But if it's a uh, if it's a supervillain, yeah, Shredder. He, he, I'm sure he'll have more money somewhere. Yep. Better talking about like, um, and yeah. So there's it's, it's it's not perfect. Like the I feel like the the stuff with like it's a missed opportunity to talk about all these monsters, but they're barely there. And then it's like they're saying, oh, they just all happen to be in New York right now. Yeah, what a happy coincidence. And like I said, the actual villains as characters are kind of lame, but they do some really they have cool designs. Camera work is great because they take full advantage. That's my favorite thing about CG animation is that you get that virtual camera, you can do anything. That's one of the reasons I love stuff like Kung Fu Panda so much. And this does take full advantage. The, the fight scenes are really good. And this doesn't feel – yeah, it's, it, it's like the first. It doesn't really feel like it's talking down to the audience, be it kids or adults. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was, you know, this was at a point where, one thing I'm going to touch on with later shows and movies, we're now at a point where turtle stuff is being made by people who grew up on the old things. Right. And so they're putting the effort in, but still trying to capture what people liked. Yeah, that's so true. So any other things you want to say about it? About this particular movie? No, I truly like it. I think it was missed by a ton of people. I missed it until yeah, you told me to watch yeah. it. And it's really good to go back and re-examine it. It's a great movie. I'll say two other quick things. It actually did do well. It opened at number one. And I remember there was a press release where its distributor said, it's sequel time, dudes. And that's, that uh, distributor was America's Sweetheart, Harvey Weinstein. Great. Which is why Kevin Smith was there, because they were buddies. Great. Um, and 
I'm guessing the only reason it didn't happen, because just remember, Karai teases a shredder being resurrected or something at yeah. the end. Uh, so it was made, the studio that made it was this, uh, I think China or Hong Kong studio. They immediately went and did that Astro Boy movie, which was okay. But that tanked. Eh. Did you see I, it? I did not like it. It was okay. It, it, it wasn't Astro Boy. That was the problem, yeah. so. um, And that straight up tanked, and they were going to do another anime adaptation, but that sunk all their funding, and they were like, okay, we're, we're out, bye. And I guess they just didn't, weren't interested in finding another studio to do it. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, bad luck there. One other thing I just want to touch on, because we're getting away from the movies that I feel uh, this actually applies to. The uh, one cool thing I like about this and the other three movies is that they had tie-in soundtracks that are so capsules of their time. Oh, that's totally true. Not just the ninja rap, like yeah. a bunch of people who you wouldn't you wouldn't heard of here of otherwise. They do like you know that kind of early '90s R&B hip hop stuff. There's some really fun stuff. I recommend looking up the songs by best best band name Spunkadelic. Ugh. Yeah, that that is a very different meaning nowadays. Yep. And uh, oh, in both movies, there's this one female rapper, uh, Yacht Kid K. Actually, I think she's in all three. Her songs are all, all really fun. I look, look up the one called "Awesome." You are my hero. Super catchy. And as for Team NT, that was a great encapsulation of kind of the alt and emo rock scene at, at the time. And I will give you credit. Um, I there was one band that had, in the soundtrack because I bought it on iTunes called "Ever We Fall." They did one or two albums, then broke up, and they're so obscure. Look up their album "We Are But Human" on Spotify. That is from beginning to end one of the few albums I would say I think it's just literally beautiful if you're into that kind of uh, that kind of rock I highly recommend it I credit this movie for helping me discover them awesome so now I think we're gonna we're gonna breeze over these next two because it's not even that they're the worst but they're just like the the recent reboots the Michael Bay produced uh, Megan Fox and the like I, I'm not up in arms about them yeah I so I saw the first one yeah I saw both and it's not even really that I'm like pissed about them. They're not the worst. I just, I just found them super boring. They're, it's amazing how bland they are given the cre- the insanity of the Turtles concept when you look, stop, and look at it. I mean, one, yeah, Megan Fox was bad casting. Um, I don't even... I, I just think the whole movie was just, like, kind of lame and it, like, lacked real fun and... Yeah, the one... I don't know. I didn't the, even see the second the one. The one highlight of the first was that scene on the mountain where they're all, like, sliding down and, like, flipping trucks and stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but that's not the whole movie. And again, I, and this is being more petty, I guess, the designs are horrible. Those oh, turtle, those so they look, they look gross. It, it was like I, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying just do the old movies again, but it was it was uncanny valley with turtles. Oh yeah, I hated and Splinter it. looked like a, a hairy pig. It was awful. Yeah, real gross stuff. Not and a fan. I do want to touch on briefly a little bit of you know people were debating because the first movie you know they had William Fickner as that executive who was friends with Shredder, and when the movie was first coming out, it looked like he was going to be Shredder. Yeah, and people were upset because Shredder's supposed to be Japanese. Yeah. So here's the thing, and that originally was what they were going for. But when they early word of mouth was so upset, they did reshoots and hastily added in scenes where he's talking to some silhouetted Asian guy who we mm-hmm. never really get to know. And so he was just his underling. And Shredder was this kind of nothing character, but he was um, – and if you, if you note, his victim's name was Eric Sachs. Shredder's real name is Oroku Saki. Of course. So it was an Americanized version. And I'm like, yeah, it was whitewashing, but I'm wondering if maybe he would have been a little more memorable if they – Yeah, I mean I'm not a big fan of whitewashing, but it feels I'm like – not. That's a pretty weak fix. I wish they at least tried harder when they did this recast. Yeah. And then the second movie, they actually have, you know, a guy, an actual guy the whole time. He's, he's blah. And they, they, the, the one thing, the second thing did that people have been wanting for a while was they finally added a ton of characters who had never been in the live action movies. They had Crane. They yeah. had Bebop and Rocksteady. And they had Baxter Stockman, played by Tyler Perry. Um, and unlike, I also feel like they took design to heart. Crane, Bebop, and Rocksteady, I think, looked really good. Crane, you can look him up on YouTube and, like, he looked pretty much just like his cartoon self but with an added, like, m- tentacle mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beale Park were different, but still, it wasn't ugly. It was it was some fun. You could still see elements of the old ones. Um, but, yeah, it's just the story still was just uh, nonsense. And, yeah. Uh, oh, they also fucked up Casey because they added him in the second one played by the guy who plays Arrow. Yeah. 
And he was his first scene. He has the the hockey mask and the skates. Then the rest of it, he's a cop who's like, I'm trying to crack this case. Just prove. And they're like, Oh, oh Jones. Sucks. And he never puts on that stuff again. And I'm just like, lazy. Yeah. One cute thing I will say. And then we're gonna move on to the shows. Um, very cute thing they did. It ended up being a deleted scene. But April's a reporter again in these movies. Yeah. And there's a, I found out there was a lead scene in the second one where they're like, hey, the head of the network wants to talk to you. Talks to them, her having like a lunch, outdoor chat and lunch lunch in Times Square. The uh, actress playing the head of the network is uh, April from the first movie. Oh, that's cool. Because she was recast for the second and third one. She didn't want to come back for those. But both of them are still, they still have active like TV careers. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Them and I guess, I guess it w- maybe it's good to pacing or something. But I'm a fan of that stuff. Yeah. So let's move on to the show. Is he doing okay? I'm doing great. All right. So uh, actually, let's just hurry up real quick. Um, I wanted to do a ranking of the movies because I didn't mind. What would, do you think you'd be able to rank the movies from best to worst? Oof, at the top of my head. I yeah, know. I probably can. Um, TMNT 3 is the worst. If I can, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm factoring in nostalgia as like a, as like yeah, a big part I, I of it. I did as well. Um, and not like what movies like actually best and worst, then I think, uh, the first live action movie is the best movie. Okay. Uh, just cause I, I, I understand that it's not actually like a like a great put together movie, yeah. but the nostalgia level of it is I, so good. I think, I think separate from good. nostalgia, it's still legit decent. Yeah, and then I would follow that up with the TMNT animated cartoon yep. we talked about, yep. which I think is just very cool, um, and I think the style of which is just it's gorgeous, like beautiful, um, and it's just it's it's like it's just a good movie. Uh, and I'd follow that up with Secret of the U's, which I yes. think is fun. Fun in a, in a campy way. Uh, and then I never saw the the second Michael okay. Bay TMNT. Yeah. Um, but I would say the first one is still better than the third. The three, yeah. I, Out of the Shadows is pretty, pretty. I, I remember the thing I told you, like, it's it's better and worse in certain areas. And I said, I'd say it's about equal. So okay. it's it's not really worth outside. Maybe watch some of the. I will say one thing that, oh, that pissed me off is that, like, you know, in the first one, Mikey has a fart joke. Yeah. The second one, there's an extended fart joke with Bebop and Rocksteady. Great. Uh, I will give them credit that for some inspired casting, uh, Rocksteady. In the, case it was unclear, my great was sarcastic. Yeah, no, no I, th- I think it, it is off. not great. And it sucks. I will say I like the casting. Uh, Roxy, who's the Rhino, was Seamus from the WWE. Yeah. And Bebop, who we're actually going to get to. I didn't know that they were originally humans in the show, and I didn't know that he was black. They cast the actor who played Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. Oh, that's he cool. Has, he has a lot of small – I think it's Gary Johnson or something. That's and, awesome. And they're good. Um, so anyway, um, moving on. So I, I, You're not going to give your ranking? I'm sorry. I was about to, I was literally just catching myself there. I'm going to go from worst to best. Yes, three is the worst. It stops being ironically fun and have hour in and never recovers. Uh, then I would actually lump in. I'm going to do ties. Both day movies, like I said, they're pretty equal. They're very run the mill. Yeah. Like, not much to get upset about, but nothing to leave in a lasting impression, really. Uh, then I would go with uh, Secret of the Ooze, which is fun for nostalgia, ironic way, and has some good a little too, Raph. Yeah. Um, then I would put the first one, which is all, which legit really good, and then I would put Team and D, which I just legit really like. And I, I that's more like I don't care if the creators tragic. I mean, I mean, that Raph and Leo scene, that fight is awesome. But the build up to that conversation, like Leo finally, like you, you see a side of Leo where he's, he's saying like all the reasons, and he finally goes, "It's because I'm better than you," and it just hits hard because you're like Leo just did a real low blow, and that tells you how intense it is. Yeah. And the, and the, the, the visuals are great because it's raining the whole time, it's glinting off them, their weapons, weapons, it's like neon lit roof. It's making me want to watch this movie again. I have the Blu-ray. You can borrow it. I will. Okay. So uh, let's get on to uh, – oh, actually, before I said we were going to do some stuff, I'm going to uh, pull up for you. This is called The Single Most Uncomfortable Moment in TMNT. Great. This was – we're not going to watch the uh, Out of Their Shells live, live music tour they did. I've seen that video. You've seen parts of that. Have you seen when they went on Oprah to promote it? No. This is very short. Um, them and the girl who played uh, April. Uh, and 
that what makes this for me isn't just what they say, but when they cut to the kids in the audience. I'm very nervous. Let me ask you this. Do you sometimes wish that April Great hair, was a Oprah. turtle? Whoa, Conceptually, oh, that works for me. You know, I didn't <laughs> Those outfits. <laughs> Where you going? Oprah, I'm going to crack myself up. Oh, your face right now. Oprah, it gets worse. I've been to talk her into an interspecies relationship for months now. <laughs> this is super gross. It gets funnier. Oh, his face. oh my god so many bad this lives is lives gross this is like <laughs> like, a, like that's, an overtly that's, that's where this is like an overtly sexual like upsetting so, thing yes it was the, it was trying to talk to april in an interspecies relationship but i think a lot of people have joked about but i'm like they don't touch on that there's a reason actually oh no do you remember the joke in the in the bay movie where mikey has a crush on her and he says like man she makes my shell hard Gross. No, 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 Mike. I hate it. But did you see those kids? The kids in the audience that was devastated. Like, there's this guy who looks confused. This kid, it looks like he's having a Vietnam flashback. Like, look up the video, people. It's like this black kid in a, in a cardigan sweater. He looks fucking traumatized. My other favorite is this other kid uh, right afterwards wearing a shell. He looks like a disapproving, like a disappointing parent. He's this, he's this tiny white kid who looks like he's, like, pissed he got up this He looks like Splinter. Morning. Like, I'm very disappointed in yeah. you, my sons. Like, this is not the turtles I know. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so, yes, that was that is hilarious. But, yeah, so we're going to go in chronological order. Um, and I guess we'll t- we'll skip over some of them. I know there's one that you want to rant about. Yep. But there's also one... Um, so we're gonna project. So let's start with the '87 one, yeah. Um, which so, you haven't rewatched really for a long time. No, I I, I found a bit of uh, uh, a couple random episodes. That I like watched some clips. I watched some clips yeah. of stuff just in preparation for this. And I I'll say like it is, it's it's even goofier than I remember. Oh, yeah. But but frankly, the tone is so fun. Yeah, I don't I don't care this at all. Is, it's, it's, it's it's still fun. This is why I'm saying Secret Views is like the most direct one because this is ridiculous and stupid, but it's kind of funny and it's kind of actually charming in a way it's not like where power rangers is only that some of the time and then the rest you're just like what was i thinking as a kid yeah this is actually some of it actually it also i forgot that it gets meta oh yeah there's a lot the turtles break the fourth wall a lot um i think there's a point where like they're having a flashback and they're and they're going like is this gonna be a wipe no just dissolve or they <laughs> touch on how many times shredder kidnaps april where crane is like you need to kidnap april on his bait and shredder goes why not we've done that like four times this season it's pretty like, good. Like, they started to become self-aware over time. Um, and I'll also give it credit. I like the voice actors a lot. Like, yeah. The Turtles in particular, this is still the voice I imagine with if I'm just reading about the Turtles saying something. I think I do, too. Although, I'll be honest, sometimes the movie voices pop into my head. I can see that, too. And uh, I will touch on, um, I mean, you know, I'm going to touch on voices. The only two in the movies that what people recognize, recognize, Corey Feldman voiced Donatello in the voice first and third. The voice. The first and third. Yeah. Apparently, people believe in this, during the second hit was made, he was in rehab. Lovely. Uh, Michael Landro is voiced by a guy named Robbie Rist, who is probably best known as Cousin Oliver in The Brady Bunch. Weird. The bus driver in Sharknado. Mom always oh, said yeah. Hollywood would get me. And he does a lot of voice acting, too. He's in like stuff like Naruto and such. So he's he's found his niche as well. Um, and the rest, they've, they've done other stuff, but not stuff that I was really aware of. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this, uh, yeah, all, all four of these I really remember. Um, I'm just going to give a quick shout out. The one that I think is, actually, I'll save the probably the most prominent one for last. Um, the voice of Leonardo is a guy called Cam Clark who is the voice of Solid Snake's evil brother Liquid Snake in the first Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Here's one I think you would know. He is the same voice of adult Simba. Oh. It's not Matthew Broderick going, Haku! Yeah, That's no, him. No, yeah. And and also for a lot of other like tie-ins stuff when they can't get him, like Kingdom Hearts 2 and such, he's he's adult Simba. Cool. Um, if you've ever seen the anime Akira... I've not. That that's a classic. When it was originally brought, it had a, it had, was redubbed later with uh, Johnny Unbosh, the Black Ranger Adam voice mm-hmm. in the main guy. Originally, it was this guy, Cam Clark, 
And uh, I feel like there's one other. Oh, oh! In Fire Emblem uh, Fates, the main character Corrin, he's the default male voice. Oh, cool. Both in that and Smash Brothers, he is still very active. He, I know he was in like some of the Tales of Fantasia type games. He's still he's still around. I, I see him popping stuff, and I really like that guy. He's, awesome. also, he's also a musician, which is probably why they got him for for sing. Okay. Um, Michelangelo is who again? This when I hear the surf, when I hear people do the Surfer Dude voice, I don't think Surfer Dude. I think Michelangelo. Fair enough. Uh, that guy has a lot of bit roles. The main one, I'm, other one I'm aware of is the Tick in that old cartoon. But we never really watched that. No, but have you been watching the new one? No, I've heard it's good. Oh, it's great. I watched the Patrick Warburton one when it first premiered. I like that, too. But I like Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Um, uh, Donato, did, actually, I believe he uh, quit acting uh, shortly after to, to to be a head member of, I believe, Screen Actors Guild or something. But uh, he actually did come back for a reunion recently that we'll get into. Oh, The cool. most prominent is Rob Paulson as, as Raphael, which for a long time I didn't know. Yeah, I think that's cool. Which, Yakko, Pinky, yeah. a ton of other stuff if you look it up. He's in Spaceballs for one or two lines. Oh. He's in the Comb of the Desert scene. We haven't found anything yet, sir. Okay, cool. Um, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm just yeah. readjusting. Um, and, and I will say another funny thing that this show impacted me on the shows as a whole is that, you know, obviously they had to, they had to lighten it up. Um, and so Raph has always been the, the angsty guy, the rebel, the hothead. In this, he was more just the smart aleck, like the other main source of comedy. But whereas Mikey was played as a, bit as a doofus, Raph was, was like kind of quipping and cracking lies about all the things they were encountering. Yeah. And so I'm always still a little thrown off when I watch a new one and Raph's all angsty. I'm like, Raph, what's wrong, buddy? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and the last two I'll say about the, the villains. Do you know who voiced Shredder? No. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I love that. Which I have never watched much, but I feel like I, I should have. And uh, he did do a bunch of voices in the 80s and 90s, and this is probably the most prominent one. He also passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, R.P. James Avery. The funny one, uh, I forgot, um, man, I love Krang. I, I, oh, man, he's dumb and great. Uh, just, I forgot how he talked. Oh, yeah. Because he, he belches once every sentence, like, Shredder, are you located? He's the original Rick. Yeah, exactly. Shredder, look, I, I get your, your priorities, but I, I really need to get back to the dimension. <laughs> and, um... Uh, <laughs> Um, and the fact that he's kind of the main villain too because he's the one for supplying Shredder with all this stuff but Shredder's kind of bleeding everything Yeah. and he kind of was a creation for this show which is that his species was from the comics and they right. showed up in newer stuff but as an individual he was that was the new idea <laughs> and that body what? What? How, why did they design I don't know, but I would love that it's thing it's so goofy it's looking it's so over the top it's like a sumo wrestler and S&M techno game what is yeah. it? it's genius is what it is yeah and, and Bebop and Rock City as well like they're cliche stupid henchmen but uh, I think that's part of what adds to the fun, that Shredder and Crane are somewhat competent, but they keep leaving the plans and stupid things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I uh, also I will say I watched the, the pilot. I really don't like whenever someone in the show actually says the full title. Ooh, it's, man. It's just strange. Ooh, it's so weird. Because Splinter does that. He does the, the backstory and then goes, that is how they became the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, no, 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 no. We we see what they are. You don't need to say it for us. Do you remember when they say, how they say at the end of three? Oh, you didn't finish three. No, when I they're confronting the villain, they, one of them goes, we're turtles, friend. And the other goes, another goes, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja variety, sleazeball. And then Raph goes, yeah. That's very lazy. And I'm... Raph keeps like nudging them. There's a point where like the the villains go, "It's you," and they go, "Were you expecting the Adams family?" And Raph like nudges them, like, "Yeah, sure showed him." God, I like, hate that. No, movie. they're from the like the 1500s. They don't, they don't know who the Adams family what a are. Disappointment. Um, but uh, I also forgot about. Do you remember the news coworkers Irma and Vernon? Because they've been brought back in newer stuff. I that's, think so. That's Will Arnett's character in the new movies. Okay. Vernon was a big, like his cameraman who was a big wuss and kind of talked like very flamboyant. Hey, bro, we need to get out of here. Oh, uh, I do remember and him. And Irma was that dweeby thing, one with the glasses, very nerdy, who yeah. just kind of messed things up. Apparently, I forgot this, that she had a crush on the turtles or something. Weird. Gross. Weird. Uh, she, she, she would love the internet. Ugh. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that I think there's a lot that's just entertainingly insane. Like the first episode has them investigating the ninja district where they're like, they're like, ninja pizza. 
Ninja Shoe Repair, Ninja Dentist, <laughs> ouch, Ninja <laughs> Video Store. The best part, though, the legit thing, like, thing that I loved is when they first climb up on out of the manhole, there's an old lady pushing a shopping cart. You're like, oh, no, monsters. And then I swear to God, she pulls a machine gun out of her cart and goes, back away slowly, you freak. And they just run away. You never see her again. I kind of love that. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, because you think about how Santa's has to be. And I'm like, how would they get away with that? Like, she yeah. was going to point blank murder them. Um, and last thing I'll say, because I guess we can move on. Oh, actually, I should have mentioned Denver. Uh, uh, Crane is Denver the last dinosaur. I think that was one of the first times I aware I became aware as a kid I've started to link uncommon things together. Like very bizarre. Also a very hip reptile. Oh yeah. Um, but I can kinda like hear it because it's just crying on because then we were just he didn't really talk. Pretty much, yeah. Do you remember the episode where he gave him a little special speech for some guy by simply going, Be real? <laughs> like you eat ridiculous. Your knowledge of Denver the last dinosaur is gonna It's be not very good mine. anymore. I have no desire to revisit it, but yep. it's hilarious. It does have one of the best theme songs ever. Oh I know. That is true. Also, this theme song was written by the, uh, the what's his name, Chuck Lorre. I don't know who that is. He worked on, they referenced it in Kimmy Schmidt. He worked on stuff like 30 Rock, I believe. He's, a, he's like a comedy writer. Oh, cool. Um, so let's, uh, okay, I think this is what you, you're ready to lose for. So after this show ended, before we got a big hiatus, three pretty much killed the movies, but they were going to do a fourth one called The Next Mutation, which would have had a male, a male troll named Kirby, after Jack Kirby. Okay. And... For whatever reason, when that didn't happen, Saban, the guy who went behind Power Rangers, was like, hey, we'll make it, but we'll be making a girl turtle named Venus de Milo. And you have a lot to say about this, because this was a real... We loved this show when it aired. So, this is this is even more than Turtles 3, when John mentioned doing this podcast... This one had a bad and reputation. mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. I He told me, like, and we'll have to talk about this one, even though it's, like, terrible. Yeah. And I was like... How bad can it be? Not even that. I was like, I remember this pretty well. And I love this show, and I think it's still great. So I went back and I watched. How far? The did you first, get? I just got through the first two episodes. Oh, that's more than me. And they, it is the worst <laughs> pile of garbage <laughs> I have ever. It is. It is awful. I, am, I was so mad. Yeah. The entire time, it is the laziest, like just okay, one, one. All the turtles. Uh, Basically, have the same personality again, except they just like do different. They're all things. Mikey again. They're all Mikey. Some of the voices I don't like either. This time. The voices are all bad, but like, oh my god, the the puppetry is absurdly bad. They're what, creepy looking. They're creepy looking. Splinter has this thing that I noticed over the course of the show <laughs> that is painful, and it is that when he is like sitting down and meditating mm-hmm. or like talking to the turtles while sitting his mouth moves well mm-hmm. and he can like talk mm-hmm. normally and all this stuff but if he is standing up moving at all uh, his mouth is uh, wide open and he looks like he's about to throw up all uh, the time and he looks he also looks stupid like yeah. not not just like he looks like bad but like he looks like an like a dumb mouse yeah the voice isn't good either it's like they're trying to mimic Kevin Clash but missing what made that good and also it's like in the in the movies they do this thing where they they I will say in in the first and second they like they kind of play into they, they kind of like they, they go into it knowing that fight choreography with these turtles is gonna be hard. Yeah. So they rely heavily on having really good uh uh like stunt people play like the people they thought in, in uh, that they're fighting. And Including so they, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., the character Kino in the second movie. Right, yeah. He was Donatello's stuntman. They liked him enough to give him a human role. Exactly. And so they, they have all these great people around them that make these fights. And then look they went, let's get your own your own movie. Here's Surf Ninjas. Yep. And you never he was never heard from again. But in this show, Every member of the foot is is like a a like three stooges level, and they're acting like, when they talk. Dum dum, 
and they, they beat us up. And it's like the kind of like bad old stunts that it's like Raphael will like reach out a fist to punch, and there will be like a a one like a full second pause before mm-hmm. anyone reacts. And when they do, they do a thing where they like bend their knees and jump backwards. You can tell Don't they're not being the Hanna Barbera sound effects for every. Oh, there's there's crazy sound effects for everything. There's a point. In the first episode, where Splinter in this show, uh, Splinter's got magic powers and can meditate and like tell I'm whatever not gonna lie. is happening. As a kid, I tried meditating and thinking I'll you know, communicate with other old Asian guys or whatever. Didn't work. Yeah, well, I'm thrilled to say I'm thrilled it didn't actually for your sake. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, he like can tell that Raph is fighting somehow, and it just appears where Raph is. He's a Jedi. He, he's a Jedi. He shows up with his mouth wide open like a oh. dum dum. He pulls out his staff and Raph was getting like, he was like fighting like 10 members of the foot at once. It's like having a bit of a hard time. Yeah. And when Splinter get in, Raph is like, oh yeah, you're going to get it now. Splinter's here. <laughs> and Splinter just walks up, pulls out his stupid staff and just holds it out in front of him and, and spins, spins in a circle. <laughs> and you just hear like, <laughs> this is great. and every member of the foot just flies backwards into what? barrels. And then... The, my my least favorite thing about this stupid stupid oh, show what? is the way every single fight ends, and it ends like this: they they fight the foot for a little while, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, the fight everyone just decides like, Leave. oh, I guess the turtles won, yeah. and every member of the foot gets up totally unharmed and just slowly leaves whatever room they're in. Like, and the turtles while they're going while they're leaving, you like, better run, you better run, yeah, get out of here. And then there's always like dumb. Things added on, like one of them will have be like wearing like one of the uh, foot will have like a lampshade on his head as he runs away, and it's it's insanely dumb. But getting even worse, we get to this point where I guess like dragons from the past are the, like they got, they get rid of Shredder really quickly in the show, which is good because his costume was dog shit. Oh, the Shredder the Shredder costume. This is also worth mentioning. Is so bad. It's it so is literally skinny. it is literally a plastic, a very obvious plastic Purple helmet spandex. he's wearing. A plastic like shoulder plate, and then he's wearing a tight purple T-shirt, basically tucked into he spandex pants. He should have been pants. saying to the foot, "I'm going to look great at Comic Con this and, year." And the thing is that it's like he's not—he's got like a bit of a tummy, and he's not in like amazing shape, and he, it looks absurd. And there's a point in the show where he, at one point, I there's also terrible editing. I have so much to say about the show. There's I, terrible I the editing. <laughs> there's terrible editing. And at one point, like, this happens a bunch of times, but you'll see Shredder, like, grab a, a henchman and yell at him, mm-hmm. um, and then let go of his shirt, and the, 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 the henchman will, like, fall to his knees. Yeah. And then the sh- camera will pan to Shredder for a second while he's talking, yeah. and then pan back to the guys, and you'll see that all of them have fallen over for some reason, like <laughs> like Shredder had thrown this guy, but he hadn't. Um, yeah, that's the same amount of thought that went to Power Rangers most of the time. And then we get this thing that's like, you know what? I get, as, like, a kid, I could have been interested in the idea of, like, yeah, let's introduce a female yeah. turtle. Like, cool. Venus uh, Milo. She is, one, a freaking buzzkill. She is, she is such a sick in the mud. She's she is no fun at all. you got to have a sense of humor if you want to be a ninja turtle, and she does not. No, she has no sense of humor, and she doesn't, and I, I went and, like, watched some clips later on. She doesn't develop one. Other than making those horrible puns. So, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Are so, you talking about her foot battle? So, she's, olé, she's, olé. she's in the park later on, uh... And where there happens to be a Venus de Milo sculpture. Where there happens to be a Venus de Milo sculpture for some goddamn reason. <laughs> and all the foot show up, and she's got magic ninja senses and can oh, tell they're magic. I love like when the fight ends, she's like, what are you doing? I am reading his mind. And she just, yeah, she's got magic powers, but whatever. She, uh, 
She goes, she's just left. She's walking through the park talking to herself, going, yep. these childish turtles, they they yep. do not understand any of the... Uh, blah, 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 and this is a Canadian woman impersonating a It's rough woman. stuff. And it's, they, they're like, they, they do not take anything seriously, like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the second she enters a fight, all, everything she said goes out the window, and she's right back into quipping like a moron. Yeah. And she pretends to be bullfighting. She goes, oh, oh, hey, oh, you hey. hear a boom. Yeah. <laughs> I call this the flying foot. She kicks a guy off a platform. I could spend the entire podcast episode talking about the first two episodes of this stupid, dumb idiot Sometimes show. The girl's just got to put her foot down. With, with, oh, and also, I just, uh, this is not a big deal, but mm. it's, it's super dumb. Um, whenever, uh, they, they, all the, the costumes seem to have, like, been, uh, fixed up with, like, some mechanics to make them seem more lifelike, but they ignore basic things like the way their mouths move. Yeah, For example, like Splinter's mouth just like basically is like on a hinge and it just like pops up and down <laughs> and it looks insane. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. And his, his tongue in his mouth bounces as it goes. Oh, I noticed that. It looks Jesus. crazy. But then the entire time, his ears are on this like mechanical swivel where they just keep like they never stop moving and they look insane. Like they're you really weren't kidding to... about how much you. I had hated one this. It was it was a heartbreaking experience. I need too, to stop sure. talking about it. I don't feel yeah, good. Yeah, I just want to say, um, even just other elements of design, I, I forgot. You notice that like some of the turtles, their bandanas covered like half their whole. It looks so weird. So all four turtles have different bandanas, as well as Venus de Milo, who yeah. has a ponytail bandana, and Leonardo is the only one. I think it's. I think it's Leo and is it Rap and Mikey who oh no it's Donnie and Mikey who bandana covers the top of their heads. So Leo's Leo's like is the regular one. Yeah, Raphael's is like, like Leo's, but it's like it's like scratched I, up. I'm okay with that. Leonardo's uh, uh, Mikey's covers his whole uh, head. Donatello's is ridiculous. It covers his whole head, and then it's also got a chin strap. It looks so stupid. So it looks like he's wearing a helmet. It looks too. like a luchadore. He looks insane. I'll bet there's been a cartoon episode where one of them tries wrestling. I will say. Uh, the one good thing I have one good thing. The about. one good thing about good this line. show um, that I will say is is a really great thing about this show um, is that it was canceled. Oh, I thought you were going to say when it crossed over with Power Rangers in Space. Remember that? Uh, I don't count that as part of being part of this show. That was also disappointing because that you know back in my love, but they didn't get the voices back. Oh, and I want to touch on it. It makes no sense because the beginning was remember how the villain was an astronomer like Space Rita. Yeah, the yeah. Last season? She had heard of them and called them up and was going to brain. She brainwashed them to trick the Rangers and try and take their ship. And when he was, she was telling them about the Power Rangers, they started laughing like uh, the Power Rangers are pretend, you know, comic books. I'm like, no, they would be national news. You fight all these crazy, you would know. And then when they they teleport to help the tur- the, the Power Rangers fight a monsters, fight fight a monster, the it Rangers are go- fight a monsters. No, the Rangers respond. It's the Ninja Turtles. They're real. I'm like, no, no. I, 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 I appreciate a world in which the Power Rangers think of the Ninja Turtles the same way that some kids think about Santa Claus. But the reputation kind of does try to stick with you know not not being with people much. Yeah, it's very dumb. Like the the cartoon threw that out of the window. And oh yeah. Secret of the Use the end. Like hey, let's let's dance with Vanilla. I love it that they get that does have a great ending. Ninja Rap is born. Oh yeah. Practice harder. I um, made another funny. So the last thing I will say about this, um, one line I like, and I remember it became a crane joke, and it probably wasn't funny anymore, when this one thing pissed people off, one, because all the turtles have the hots for Venus, which I forgot, especially Mikey, he comes off as super creepy. Oh, Mikey's the worst. Mikey is a creep when he shows up. He literally, 
Get, as she's sitting on a table, uh, walks over, stands next to her, and like moves his head up and down her entire body like an inch away. He's making all these these hand motions. He's putting out all these stupid voices. There's one where he's strumming a, rock, uh, a tennis racket going, that turtle girl's cute in a mutant kind of way. Yeah, he's a real bucket of yuck He has a bunch of show. dumb voices. Like, even aside from how being a creeper, he's just, this is the worst he's ever. Like, I'm give or take on Mikey and other, and other stuff, but this is like, sh- just shut the fuck up. Um, but they, so here's the thing that people off. They explain uh, to so that because you know their the idea that she was in the same jar. Leo establishes while she's talking that we're not brothers. Oh, such a lazy move! What a dumb thing because they know that at some point they're going to want Venus to like hook but up with one of the turtles. But she would have to be their sister if they're going to. But keep they'd be it. their sister, so they decide to make all of the turtles not brothers. Yeah, which you know what sucks. Yeah, I mean technically we were not we can never be sure they were blood relatives, but those those guys were space their family. Yeah. They would still be in this shut even up, if they weren't Leo. sure. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. And her response, I remember liking this joke. Uh, she says, we should return to your home in the toilet. You mean sewer. Is there a difference? No, not really. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I would just replace any time the, the turtles are going, let's get back to the sewer with, let's get back to the toilet. Yeah. Um, and so the last thing, I know we can move on from this, but I think you went around on your thing. I will say I kind of like the design of the main villain, Dragon Lord. He's kind of a major Godzilla. For what he is, like, yeah. But he's not, he's not a good villain. No. He has that stupid little hand puppet villain. Remember that? Oh, what you mean the, the, the dumb ripoff of uh, Jabba's little friend? Salacious Crumb. Yeah. yeah. I love that when he's introduced, he's building like, a CG cloud. Oh, oh I have not seen it. Maybe it's so long. I just drew it about. This show is terrible. And this is going to break your heart because I said there is a lot of... So the voices were Canadian. Yeah. I don't know why. But the voice of Raph, who you really hate, is Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Which is another show that I did revisit later in life and did not find as enjoyable as I did when I was a child. great. Shut I, up. No, it's not good. One plus one is one on a bun. And they're gross. One plus one is one on a bun, damn it. I was a moose once. I still, You've seen me turn to our sister Ram and just go, I was a moose once. Yeah. No, All I right, we can move on. I can tell you're, you're starting to get a little exhausted. Uh, we can probably rush over this up a little more. I know it's going to piss off some people, but we just aren't as attached to it. So... The, the one-two punch of TMNT3 and Next Mutation kind of caused a long hiatus. Yeah. So, wow, they were just outside of comics. They were dead. But uh, the first sign of a comeback was in 2003 when Four Kids uh, commissioned a new totally original show, which I remember seeing it was interesting because if, for those who don't remember Four Kids, they were an anime localization studio. They did Pokemon. They did Yu-Gi-Oh. They did stuff like Kirby and Sonic X. They, they didn't really make their own. No, but this was one of the exceptions. Cool. And I believe there were some later on that weren't successful, but this was, um, and I don't know, I'm, I remember, I wasn't sure what to expect from this, but people are fond of this show, and this is, I think if people, if you you ask Turtle, big Turtle fans, this is the one that gets the closest to the comics. Really? In terms of plot and characters they use. Cool. Um, and it, for, I did rewatch some of it, and yeah, it is, it is pretty good. I just feel like the biggest thing that turned me off from it is that its humor is neither super cringy nor super charming it's just kind of there like Mikey just it, it just kind of stops dead whenever Mikey stops to say something and that's a bummer because yeah. it should be at least one or the other but it's not even that memorable but yeah they, they did try I think one thing that people liked about this was that this did try to, to be more serious overall compared to what was come before I think they knew they had to shake it up a little bit yeah and um, so you remember how in the first movie uh, Raph gets beaten into a coma and they retreat to the cabin yeah so the same thing happened in this, but it's Leo. Shredder beats him into a coma. And I was like, wait, what? And then it turns out that is a comic story. It was originally Leo. They changed it for the movie. And there's other stuff like that. Like they established the uh, Utram, which is what Crane's species was. Right. And the, and the comics, that's what TGRI, the company that made the uh, ooze, that was their you know extraterrestrial stuff, experimental right. stuff. And they incorporate that. They made Casey a main character, which I actually do want to show you some pictures from the original show. Casey was in a couple episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. I so thought he was... He, he Here's the thing. He never took the mask off. 
Okay. He was just another... He looks frightening. Yeah, he was kind of a brute. I don't know if he qualified as villain or not, but I think he was like, stay out of my way, turtles. And I did see touching on the show's tongue-in-cheek humor. There's an episode where he does a business interview. He's wearing a business suit, but he still has the hockey mask. He never takes it off. I like that joke. And here's another deep cut, and this was after the movies. Guess who showed up in the cartoon? Toka and Razor. Oh. And I think clips of it. They actually talk full, full on. That's interesting. Which they should have done to begin with, but I guess they were trying to be like, no, guys, they weren't. It'd be on Rock City stuff too. So I'm like, no, they were. You've just done more with them since. Yeah. But yeah, the four kids one, it is it is pretty good. Um, I actually, and I remember something I noted on this and the uh, Nickelodeon, the first Nick one, this changes Shredder into Mordecai was in the first movie, like a straight up menace. Because I do love how funny he is in the old show, but here he's like, he is a threat. He's, and he had, this is probably my favorite Shredder design too. Remember what he looked like? Yeah. It really was like advanced feudal armor, almost all metal and such. But um, I gotta this this show. I I don't think this thing they did the Shredder was from those comics, and this pissed a lot of people off, myself included. Even though I think I stopped watching by then. Do you remember what he really turned out to be? An alien, right? He was an Utrom. Yeah, that's what I thought. There was an episode, so like the first season finale or two, Leo lops off his head in a duel. They walk away, and then when they're gone. Shredder picks up his head and walks away, and everybody's like, "What is going on? Holy shit!" There's an episode they fight him, fade him again, again, like disable him. Chest pops up, and there he is, and just a little. All of that coolness and menace gone. I don't care if he's still doing these actions. That was a dumb, dumb, dumb move to make. Yeah. And they did some weird decisions later on, too, uh, that also pissed people off. I know that they did, with the last two or three seasons, they revamped their show. The first one they did, it was called Fast Forward, where the turtles got warped like a thousand years into the future, where they teamed up with a- with April and Casey's teen descendant. It got more lighthearted and more like that. People were like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they actually did do one more season after that where they actually call it Back to the Sewers where they brought it back and tried to wrap up loose ends there. They also redesigned everyone. I noticed they actually redesigned them to look more like the TMNT, which had come out by then, the movie. Oh, okay. So it's like Splinter and April looked more like those versions. Which And it did get a proper finale. There is one thing. I still want to check it out. Uh, it sounds like it's interesting. People seem to like it. They ended it with a TV movie called Turtles Forever, which had dimensional crossing and started with Shredder kidnapping the 80s Turtles. Huh. And so you have both of them visiting each other roles and pointing out what's different. And, uh, and they even end up going to the comics and meeting the black and white turtles who are like, oh man, these guys were really serious. Yeah. Uh, the one, there is a big downside though. They were not able to get any of the old actors back. Well, that's too bad. Um, I even noticed, I've seen bits of it. They got uh, the voice of Yugi to voice Leo. And I'm like, that's just distracting because that's yeah. a very distinctive voice. He also played Knuckles for a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I will touch on quickly of the voices they use here. They didn't just use, because Fork gets our regular, you know, New York anime cast they used. Uh, the big one that I think we both know is that April was voiced by Veronica Taylor, a.k.a. Ash Ketchum. Oh, that's cool. And you can't tell it's her because he's not doing, you know, a scratchy little boy voice, and she's good. Uh, the two turtles I recognized, Michael Center Nicholas was Leonardo. He, I, you wouldn't know him as well. He's in a lot of anime. He was in that movie Your Name that people seem to love. Mm-hmm. He is one of the Venture Brothers, which I know I keep saying you need to give that another shot. It's the best thing Adult Swim's ever made. You're shaking no. your head. Well, you're lost. He's, he's Dean Venture. I actually met him at Otakon a decade ago at a panel. I want to give him credit because he was like 15, 20 minutes late because of traffic. He ran in super apologetic and like upset himself for it. And he had some extra candy. He was like, anybody wants some? Look, just his apology. And I said, like, he's like a nice. super sweet guy. I actually got him to autograph some of my, my, my Venture Brothers DVDs. They might still be around there. Uh, the funny one, Donatello, good Donatello voice, it's a guy named Sam Regal who is the current voice of Phoenix Wright. Okay. And the voice of Little Slugger from Paranoia Asia. Oh, that's cool. All three lines or whatever and all yeah. those yells. But he's done a lot of stuff too and so credit to him. That's but awesome. yeah, it's um, it, I do think it's a pretty good show and it's worth checking out if you're a Turtles completionist especially since it's probably the truest to the uh, to the comics. Um, I just feel like overall it is a little bland but I, I'm not going to call it bad either. I think it's decent. And so now actually we get into um, I think we're so we, we're down to our last two shows. But Which I don't have a ton of experience with personally. But you still have some you're fresh in your memory yeah, yeah, the yeah. Before we do, I want to show you the last uh, Turtles cartoon this is insane. 
So I only I had heard about this for a while, and then I actually saw it uh, in the mid '90s. There was a Japanese OVA, a two-episode direct-to-video anime, based on the original show, um, using the same designs. It's for, for Shredder for some reason, and apparently the same dub actors they used for the show with original stories and uh, powers and writing. I'm just going to show you the intro of the first episode. Keep in mind this is the first episode, not the second. And I'm going to narrate it because it's subbed. And I'm just going to watch your face. And you're free to say whatever you want. Flash of light. This is the underground shrine of Neutrino Kingdom, which we all know. The turtles were summoned by the spirit of Light Christmas, the little anime fairy. They were given extraordinary stones called Muta Stones. I'm going to maximize the video here because you need to see what comes next. Super Mutation in English. And they turn into Super Turtles for only three minutes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they are gross. They are more humanoid, and they have like these Power Rangers. It's it's creepy looking. Uh, the power up is called Super Mutation, and it gets better. You know those shadows. But look at Shredder's design. At the same time, these villains who invaded the kingdom, everybody wow. looks like they should, except for Shredder. They, he looks like a terrible Mega Man. Villain. Yeah, they had obtained a dark Muta Stone that is a counterpart of the regular Muta Stones, and watch these transformations. Oh god, I'm so nervous. Keep him rocking. This is this made me laugh. I don't want to see it. Well, you're gonna see it. <laughs> what you see here is the result of the dark what, zone. It, one of them looks like Cell. Uh, uh, Roxy looks like Cell, and Bebop looks like he stepped out of Mad Max or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What do you think Shredder's gonna become? I don't. Not I'm Super Shredder. So bummed out. This is amazing. Shredder becomes a dragon. Oh, this is weird. This is upsetting, isn't it? I don't love it. Um, and it gets crazier. Um, <laughs> against the Shredder gang who have obtained dark power, the Super Turtles struggle in battle. This translation is so bad. Um, however, they have another amazing power. No. Fusion. Where they... They can be, they become happen? the Saint Turtle. They okay, this turtle has his wings. He's white and has angel wings. He looks like Archangel. And their response is, kick ass! Alright, um, I hate this. That we can turn it off now, but this yeah, is my least favorite it thing. is not good. And it is weird that they spend almost all the episode... They did a second episode where it's less... They transform and they get more, like, animal-themed armor. But it's not good. Oh, that was dumb. That was upsetting, wasn't it? Yeah. Go look it up, people. Go look at this upsetting Turtles anime. Or don't. You'll be fine not doing it. Look at pictures of it, at least. You should see what those transformations look like, because, oh my god. Alright, so we're down to the last two. And, uh, so this is what I'm talking about. Um, both the 4Kids show and Team and... Just so you know, I need to get going in like 10-ish minutes. Okay, well, we'll we can do yeah. this. Those of you know, the, the uh, I don't know if we're going to cover the video games. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, but, so just so you know, the uh, the four, after 4Kids four and, and the team team we did well enough, Nickelodeon bought the entire rights from these two guys. They were ready to move on. It's the first thing they did besides the, they, they got the Michael Bay movie production. They did this 2012 first CG animated series. Is it Michael Bay movies at Nickelodeon production? It's Paramount, so yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It is, yeah. So this was their first CG one, but it actually did, I think they pulled it off pretty well. I really like what they did with the turtle designs. They're more stylized, and it's not just the same color palette swap design. Their heads and bodies are shaped differently. Hmm. It, the CG isn't super detailed. I actually don't like a lot of the human designs, but they're, they're able to pull off some good action. Not on the same level as the CG movie, but sure. it, it works pretty well. And the, uh, they use some nice stylized touches of the environments. A lot of the cityscapes are like 2D drawings, like nighttime shading. It's, it's a cool thing. And they've done, they've done some stuff. Again, they bring the Utrams back, basically, but they're called the Crane now. And they kind of, they're kind of almost, they're more than foot soldiers, where they're like in these big men in black type bodies that are trying to fit in. They, they, they don't speak well. They, uh, here's a, a line I, I quoted from them. 
Are those who are coming to this place coming to this place? I like that knowledge. I will inquire with Crane about that knowledge. Crane, are the turtles coming? That's how they oh, talk. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I like it. It's also, this is one of the better ones when it comes to making the turtles actually feel like teenagers. Let's face it, most of those others, they're like, no. they're college, they're post-college. Yeah. There's one, like, you get some more about Leo. He watches, like, old cartoons and anime that motivate him to be a better leader, which is cute. And one thing that could have been creepy, but I think it was cute, Dante has a crush on April, who's a teen in this as well. Okay. And, uh, of course, he's a nerd. He's terrible at it. Yeah. And also, the show starts with not just the origin story, but it's the first time Splinter allows them to explore the city. Oh, cool. And Splinter's great in this one. It's an actual Asian actor. Apparently, he's, like, a, a stage actor. And he mixes both being silly we want to, but also being, you know, disciplinary and such. And I also want to touch on, I like the, you know, sometimes the origin that he was a mutant, he's a human, and the other is that he's a rat? Yeah. This goes with the human thing, which I like more. It makes more sense, like, how can he be so more experienced and older? Yeah, in the I mean, first movie, it's just like he was already doing karate moves as a normal rat. I'm like, man, Timmy was already mutant. I think that's what happened in the comic, too. I, I, couldn't, I can't tell you about the comics. I didn't like the new movie where it's just they were all, they, say they all meet at the same time and he saw a kung fu manual in the sewer while they were dancing to Hall Batgirl. Do you remember that? I do remember. That was rough. And I'll touch on really briefly uh, the tur- also good turtle actors and so a lot of recognizable names for them and the guests. So uh, at first, Leo was with by Jason Biggs right. and then later Seth Green. Sean Astin was Raph, which it is so weird to hear Samwise Gamgee being the asshole turtle. Greg Sipes was Mikey, who is best known as Beast Boy mm-hmm. to this day. My favorite and the funniest one, Rob Paulson, was Donatello. There you go. And I think it's a voice that the voice he actually suits Donnie a bit better. Yeah. And I remember he was championing the show earlier before it came out because people were very poo-pooing it. He was like, guys, give it a shot. And he was right. Yeah. Also, Mae Whitman as uh, April. April, yeah. Who I really like. I love Mae. Uh, who? Egg. Yeah. Um... I, I know, actually know her as Katara from uh, Avatar. Or from just a really fun Scott Pilgrim mo- moment. Punched me in the boob! <laughs> um, and they, they do a lot of, they got a lot of big names or in-jokes. Uh, so side villains include uh, Robbie Riss, the turtle, the, the Mickey voice. Corey Feldman as Slash, okay. the Moon turtle. And they got back, they brought the original April voice out of retirement to play April's mom. Oh. Other side villains, one-offs, Louis Black, Jesse Ventura, Ron Perlman... Robert England, wow. Peter Stormare, and Chris Sarandon, Sarandon as a vampire. Fright Night reference. Oh, well, hell yeah. And uh, last thing I'll say about it, because we move on because we have limited time. Uh, did you watch the episode I sent you about with the crossover? Yeah. Well, I watched clips of it. So they did another crossover with the Asians, but they actually got all the old voices back. Yeah, which was very cool. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, a lot of poking fun at, like, Raph is like, man, you have your initials on your belt? You don't even use your weapons. This is so stupid. <laughs> and there's a part where um, old Raph and Donatello and new Donatello accuse each other of sounding weird. So it's Rob Paulson arguing with Rob Paulson. What I, I like sound that. weird. And, of course, the Mikeys get along perfectly right away. And uh, they also, you were, it turns out that the crane from the old show is like the black sheep of the crane family who they banished to that dimension for screwing up. <laughs> and you see him arguing with Crane Prime, voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Oh. There's also Crane's subprime, or maybe it's the other way around, voiced by Roseanne Barr, who I think they might now regret. Yep. But the show's over, so it's okay. Fair enough. Um, so this show is, I would highly recommend this. It's all on Hulu, I believe. That's all I'm guessing you watched it. Uh, I watched like a YouTube clip. Yeah, thing. this one's this one's good. I think it's, it still works even if it's like an introduction to Turtles too. And yeah. again, Splinter, Shredder is really intimidating. This they kind of amp up the idea where when they first meet him head on, he wipes the floor with them. And the next episode, they're all like in hiding because they're scared of, of him. They, so they do a clever thing. They start thinking like what's obviously a nightmare of them one being picked up one by one. Mm-hmm. And only gets picked up off last. But instead of him waking up, it's it's Splinter. Oh, they really okay. put to push the pot bodily aspect. It's cute. That's awesome. So I recommend that. And I guess, all right, so we're down to our last one. I apologize but, uh, that we're not going to get stuck to the game as much, but we both recommend Trolls in Time a lot. Yep. There's one thing you want to say about that. What is it? Uh, I would say it was like the first multiplayer game that I really loved. Co-op. Like that that and Mario Kart where I feel like the, the two like 
yeah multiplayer games for like the Super Nintendo stuff. that I found. Uh, People, our first console was Super Nintendo. We right. rented this game a ton. Yeah, and we we I feel like we rented this game every weekend for a long period of time. Um, and I just I don't know it it is one of the best like beat 'em ups beat 'em up games I've ever played. And I and I still go back and play yeah. it sometimes. It it's moves a great and game. flows really well. The fact that I remade it years later and the controls just didn't feel right. It didn't look right. It was yeah. Just, it's it's a it, maybe it's kind of a fluke because they haven't made a turtles game nearly as good since. Yeah, and that game holds up. It's it's still a fun one to go yep, back and yep. play. Go go scoop out a Super NES ROM or something or a cartridge if you have a place like that. Um, so it's time for our last show, and uh, so this is you, did you, you saw the first episode of this. So the first episode. So this just started. It's only a couple episodes in. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This has also gotten a lot of internet backlash before it even like started. Why? Um, they've made some changes both to uh, particularly to the characters. So I don't know if you realize this. Now Raph is the leader. Ooh, I, I don't think it's super clear in the first episode, but he is. Okay. He's less of an angsty guy, but he is still a very hothead, you know, impulsive guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm okay with him. He's not an asshole. And I'm like, if anybody other than Leo is best suited for it, it's probably him. Don's smart, but more, you know, machines and stuff. Yeah. And Mikey, no. no yeah. <laughs> but um, they also trying some new stuff here. This does a kind of Spider-Man thing. It skips the origin story and them meeting April. Like, they're oh. already doing stuff with her in this first episode. And April is black also in this as well. Mm. And she also has some of her own gadgets she uses. I'm not sure if I'm sold on her as a character. She's a little too hyper and like, yeah! But maybe she changed over time. I like the trolls themselves. My only complaint is that their leader... I, I'm not sure what Leo's gimmick is now. He seems to be another Mikey, basically. Other than that they made Mikey more of a, an artist. So I can sympathize with... So I can relate to him for once. Oh, okay. Uh, also, Mikey and Raph also have black voice actors. Oh, cool. And Leo is Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec. I love him. Who will also be the voice of Sonic, Sonic. in the movie next year. And he's on a great, great version of DuckTales right now. Have you seen it? It's great. I need to watch past the pilot. It's so good. Oh, oh it's my so God. good. That it might gets be the, better. That might be the best. Have you seen about... They've announced like Edgar Wright's going to guest star. Like, oh, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda Miranda Miranda's going to be duck. And they, they showed Darkwing Duck. They showed Darkwing Duck. They're teasing him. Yeah. Um, yeah, watch, watch Duck. Because also David Tennant was on the Nick TMNT as a, a fugitoid who's this human scientist put in a robot body who's oh. also... He was also in the original comics and the Four Kids one as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, Rise is... Now, first thing I want to say off, it is a beautiful show. Yeah, the, the design is, is uh, gorgeous. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot of, like, I dare say, like, action anime inspiration. The colors pop. The designs are really well suited, and they can distort them and do these great camera angles. Like, it's not theatrical quality, but it doesn't have to be to look good. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm in this just to watch as, like, eye candy. And it also is, I do think it's, it, it's, there is no one Turtles thing where I'm like, yeah, every joke is good. And this is no exception, but there's a lot of, there's still a lot of, I like that they've gotten back to the Turtles ribbing each other for their jokes. Yeah. Because that's something the worst versions never do. They're all like, oh, we're all comedy masterminds. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Is there anything you wanted to say that you had some observations about with that? I can tell you're getting so tired. Uh, you know, I just I think um, I'm actually I'm totally down with like a a, a fresh take of yeah. something. The fact of the matter is I I don't need to see the same thing again. I'm down yeah. for like anything. It's not like you're watching every episode of this, but the trolls yeah. are still a thing for fans and for kids today. Yeah, and I think so far the only the one thing I would say that seems that maybe this won't do as well, but it's still early to tell. There doesn't seem to be as much of an ongoing story. The 2012 one did a lot. It would have filler episodes, but there was often little stuff inching closer to stuff with Shredder, the Crane, and, and future characters in conflicts. Okay. This sets up a new main villain who seems very milquetoast, to be honest. Okay. Um, Baron, I think, Draxum. Um, but two things I want to note. One thing they've said from the start, they said to make this different, they're going for a more mystic element than the usual sci-fi. Because mm-hmm. the, most of the older cartoons were sci-fi. The movies were pretty much, you know, normal because of budget. And this mutation was mystic. But hey, second time's the charm. Yeah. Um, and I will say the funny thing is his voice actor of choice, because he is a man of uh, great stature. And his name is John Cena! Huh. 
Yeah, they got John Cena. He was, I like that. Actually. He did Ferdinand. He did. Uh, I think he was in Trainwreck, right? Yeah, he was great. In he's Trainwreck. branching. He, oh, he's in that movie, Cock Blockers or whatever. Blockers. Yeah, he's. Yeah. He might have what it takes, and uh, I don't know. The character seems boring, but I'm not, I'm not going to fault him for it. Yeah. But I do think it's a cool thing. To, this Mystic on the take. They they pull out. They make the ooze be less about you know this sci-fi thing, more like a Mystic potion. It's in like vials at first. Huh. And the idea is he wants to. Uh, he's implanting his, these mosquitoes. He wants to infect humanity because I think he's trying to evolve them. I mean, oh, them. weird. It's an cool. interesting take on it. And I feel like there's, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Did you did you know? Did they also I like that they revamp the weapons to be more mystic powered? Like Leo Swords can create portals. Yeah. Um, Mikey's can like can like grab stuff. Like suck stuff in. It's, it's not. It's 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 very fast paced and frenetic and energized, which might not be for everyone. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as serious as, as 2012 got either. But I'm like, yeah. it's pretty funny. It's well paced. It doesn't feel like it's insulting the audience like the worst no. stuff was. Um, maybe it won't be as good as, as 2012 overall. But I feel like there, it has stuff like the visuals. And, and just the chemistry we're already getting with all these turtles. I love the fact that early on they're fighting in the junkyard and Leo, like they break all the normal weapons and he goes like, I can beat you without my weapon. And he bolts off a cement mixer and lands on his head and just yeah. lies there twitching. And even the bad guy who was trying to stab him looks like, oh God, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, or the, or, or they, they, their go-to excuse is, excuse us, good sir. Do you know where the nearest sci-fi is? Because he had these outfits. And they're, they're, but that guy's like, those aren't your voices. And Donald's like, to them, just to know me in particular, this is my real voice. What's wrong with my voice, guys? What's wrong with my voice? <laughs> it's just so like this insecurity. So yeah, it's it's. Or in the second episode, they find out that the the mystics are stealing paper from everywhere to make origami uh, soldiers, and so they put up a fake paper store. What they actually do is buy a bunch of salami. They cut and they cut into slices, <laughs> and they tell Raph, stop eating the plan. And then when they get away with the paper, there's it's Raph, Donnie's like, well, good thing I put a tracking device in. Raph's stomach starts beeping. Okay, good thing I put another tracking device in. <laughs> Just it, it's funny, and it and um one other th- okay, there's one thing you might have had exposure to. Did you notice the splat fest earlier this year? Uh, no. Are you still playing Splatoon 2? A little bit, not as okay. much as I you was. might have missed it. They did do, I know for the first game they also did Transformers, um, Splatfests. They do, I think in Japan they do, like, licensed ones too. So to help hype this up, they did, each each month, each one was, like, Team Leo versus Team Raph, or, uh, or whatever. Okay. I don't know who won. Um, I'm hoping, uh, Raph beat Leo, but I, I guess you might be other, feel otherwise. I, I feel like if we're talking kids, then Michelangelo is still probably the favorite. Even though as, like, as an yeah. adult, 90% of the time, like, shut, shut up, Mikey. But yeah. he, he has his moments. Um, he means well. He, he means does well. mean well. He truly does. So, uh, but I think we can start winding things down um, unless I see that there is one more. Um, okay, I gotta get going. I'm sorry. But okay, this will be very quick. This is the last horrible offshoot in 1994. A directed video, live action Christmas special. We wish you a turtle Christmas. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's bad. It's the costumes are even scarier. Oh man, what is it with the teeth? Chop, 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 chop. Deck, <laughs> and now he's Jamaican all of a sudden. Deck in the halls with pepperoni. Uh, Do you remember the rap rap? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna skip to it. So. When, when they finally get the whole thing is deciding what they're gonna get Splinter as a gift. They right. go up to New York and shop as you do. Yes. They get him a plastic pizza and a wood frame. They're like, oh, that's it, and he loves it. And then they sing this while they're rapping. <laughs> this is gross. These goddamn close-ups, man. These are nightmarish. Oh, they look really bad. It's it's amazing how so easy it is to make them look scary. I mean, they are walking, talking human turtles. Conceptually, they're scary, but you know, they're good guys yeah. and we love them. Maybe it's easier to do in cartoon form. But yeah, so um, I guess you can't you can't really rank the shows if you haven't really seen them enough. No, but what about yours? Um, I had it right here. I will pull them up. Ba, 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 ba. All right, so from worst to best, I think, well, actually, I think we both three next mutations, the worst. Yeah. Uh, after that, I would say a tie between the original and four kids for different reasons. Original is not very well written and stuff, but it's 
it, I, I, I think it has a lot of charm and funniness and stupidity. And like I said, the voice actors are actually legit. I enjoyed them. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's doing a good job of keeping its iconicness to me. I, I'm still, it's still kind of endearing. And the work of the one is legit pretty well done. It's just a little, it's a little bland for my taste. But okay. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it's bad. Uh, and then after that, I, I actually, I'm gonna say now, maybe, it's a little early to tell. I, I put 2012 above Rise, but it's too early to tell. But I, I'll put them, I'm gonna tie them for now. Uh, cool. I think Rise might be funnier. But uh, 2012 is, is actually trying to tell a better story. And then actually, they go to some dark places. Um, do you want me to tell you one crazy thing that happens? Sure. Uh, spoiler for those who haven't finished the show, Shredder kills Splinter. Ugh. They see it. There's like a no impaling them on the, on the blades. Jesus. Yeah. And he does it as Super Shredder, I believe. He actually it stays that way. He, he does it to save himself from death or something. And he stays that way for a while. Christ. So yeah, good shows. Um, I'm going to wrap this up because you are exhausting to get back home. But thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, it was. Oh a blast. my god, that next so mutation segment alone—you you proved your worth here. I hate that show, but you love. I, I think we're going to love this episode once it's yep. done. Uh, so we recommend some of the stuff we've talked about. Yep, and I think and, we've been pretty clear what we recommend and don't recommend. And Spider Man. And yep. uh, uh, so again, Patrick, where can people find you? Are online or in your like your theater? Um, I wouldn't worry much about finding me online. I don't post many interesting things except for angry political posts. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if people do like angry political posts. If you do like angry political posts, you can find me at Flurry P on Twitter. F-L-E-U-R-Y-P. Um, and uh, if you're in the greater D.C. metropolitan area or there for a visit, you should check out Washington Improv Theater's iMusical, which is an improvised musical that we do every Friday. Um, was that the one we, thing that we went to a couple months ago? Uh, you didn't go to the musical one. You yeah, went I a different did. Improv- oh, you did? Okay. The McDonald's uh, one. I did the prom. Oh, yeah, That yeah. was awesome. Um, so, yeah, we do an improvised musical every week. And if you're ever in the D.C. area and you want to see something uh, dumb and fun, uh, come check it out. Great. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and the like, all under Behonkis, B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S, that lovely synonym for butt. Yep. Um, and I'm still doing, working on reviews and animations and such. Um, I, I haven't mentioned the podcast, so I'm still working on the new WarioWare. I've had some health issues lately, that I was, but I wanted to get the uh, first part out ne- uh, last month, but I'm hoping in the next week or two, we'll, we'll see. But I wanted to mention this really quick on the show because uh, I've been—it's been a big priority lately. But I—if you just listen—if you just know me through the show, you don't know about this. Um, I've mentioned how me and Chris have worked on Reanimate collabs. He's done the Kirby one. I've done the, the work on the Donkey Kong one. I've finally started my own. Uh, and if you know me, it's no surprise what it is—the voice acted cutscenes from WarioWare Gold. I've taken some of them, and I'm already—I've already had about, uh, several talented artists and animators sign up to do fun reinterpretations of them. Uh, I'll put a link in the show description. We have a Twitter and a Discord. Whether you want to f- just follow it or even apply, uh, the rules are on are on both. And uh, so that's those will be those will be where you hear from me most. And actually, I actually am working on a better late than never review of WarioWare Gold. I was going to do on the podcast, but the other stuff came up. So you can look forward to that probably this week. Or by the time this episode's out, even. Who knows? So, yeah, that is going to do it for uh, episode 31. And Thanks, thanks for so, having me, man. Thanks for doing this. This, this was a long time coming because we had yep, so many things in the way. We rescheduling for but this But we one. talked about a lot, and it was hilarious. Um, so, uh, I am John Flurry. I'm Patrick Flurry. I'm trying to think the best way to do this. Cowabunga, dude. No. Sketch, watch, play, sketch, watch, play, sketch. Sketch, watch, play, sketch, watch, play, sketch. Ooh, I sketch, wish sketch, sketch, I wish sketch, we just stuck sketch. with Cowabunga, dude. I made a funny. <laughs> Gross. All the half shell, they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force 
this is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness, get me a reporter. Call April O'Neil in on this case. Hey, you better hurry up, there's no time to waste. We need help like quick on the double. Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble. We need heroes like the Lone Ranger when Tonto came pronto. When there was danger, they didn't say we'd be there in half an hour. Cause they displayed turtle power. What makes them mutant? The ooze. Oh. No, I know the ooze does, but what about them is mutant? Well, okay. That, they're... What do you, let me ask. Hang on, hang on. What do you think? What do you think makes them mutant? What about them is let's, different than a regular turtle? Let's dig into this. I ask you the same question. Let's dig in, let's unpack it. Let's unpack it. What do you think about the ooze makes them mutant? Uh, look, here's, here's where I had an issue. When I see those creatures, yeah. I don't... It, to me, it looks like, oh, there's a bunch of grown men wearing Halloween costumes of turtles. Like, I didn't Well, see... what about Splinter? Well, I don't the even rat. know what Splinter is. Splinter is a rat. I guess what I'm saying, though, is Splinter is just a rat. Yes. Correct. No, no, no. He is a just mutant a rat. rat. He's a mutant rat. No, he was in the ooze, But yeah. he's mostly rat. You look at him and you just see a rat. Wait, June, wait what do you June. think the turtles are? June, what? June. wait, June. 